Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Uh, yes, yes. Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I'm Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman, can't you tell, man? Gonna post on- Fran, what is up, man? Nothing much. How you going, man? Good. Uh, <laughs> you know, just, you know, during the introduction of the show, uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's been brought to my attention that the new music makes people really in the mood to fuck interracially yeah um that's the word on the street is that that's it you know the new music sounds like the beginning of a <laughs> of a interracial porno from the 1990s yeah, specifically very, on like a vhs tape yeah very descriptive man very it was very descriptive um uh, insults yeah. of <laughs> just some people just trying to change it up. It's like, man, let's change it up, man. You know, it's New Year, 2020. It's been kind of crazy. Let's kind of refresh things. And they're like, no, you made fuck me. You put fuck music at the beginning of your uh, <laughs> intro of your podcast. Yeah. What does that say about you? Um, to, I, I'm talking about to the person that. Oh, okay. Oh, I was like, what is that? Subconsciously, I mean, I, I just thought of, I just thought it sounded smooth. The saxophones, very calming. I'm talking about that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whoever, yeah, yeah, whoever woman, that person whoever, was, yeah. of what, whatever uh, uh, you know, orientation that that person was. Um, yeah. What does that? What does it say about you? Yeah. What does that say about you? Because Don't when make, I yeah. when I heard that, I just thought it was a smooth sax with a little nice bass line to yeah. it. Yeah. That's what I thought. I didn't think yeah. about. Fuck style, buck wild, interracial uh, banging in the 1990s yeah. with Timberland boots on. Yeah, you know, if they put a very specific. Is when they said that I was like, oh, you you're talking about like a dude wearing just the boots. Yeah, Yankee cap. <laughs> you know, fucking at a, at a beach villa. Yeah, you know, oh I'm oh I'm the plumber. Yeah, hello uh, housewife. Yeah, can I fix your pipes? Yeah, and then this comes on. You are now listening. To the hottest true crime and then when you put it in that context it's like i i hear it i guess you know do it's, you it, i don't when it's once it's been put into my head it's a little sexual you know the sax i guess but the sex is the sax is just sexy you know how we feel about the sax yeah. yeah the sax just gets people in the mood man come on it's just what the sax does. That's banging music right there. That is. <laughs> now if this was if the podcast if the podcast goes welcome to affirmative murder yeah, is this a I, what is this? I get it. What kind of, man. Po- what kind of podcast? Yeah, like, <laughs> what are they about to do? <laughs> 
So uh, no, that it was it was a very funny comment, yeah. and I enjoyed it. So to the yeah. person that wrote that, it, I enjoyed it. I'm the the problem with the Wayans Brothers thing is is that it is from a show. Yeah. Now I don't know. You know, everybody has dreams of like blowing up and you know whatever. Yeah. And I know that if I if you know. I think the Wayans brothers are cool, but I don't know. They they might be like, hey, man, you can't play that from our show. Yeah. You don't have licensing to play that. So in order to avoid that and let us continue to progress without any issues and avoid any possible issues in the future, I said, let me just change it to something that doesn't have any yeah. you know, uh, show references or anything, and it's just kind of smooth. Now, maybe I'll compromise someday. Maybe. Mm. It does take work, and this is a free podcast, so don't ask me to do extra work. Yeah. I'll cons- <laughs> you know, you can ask me, and I'll consider it, but don't yeah. think I'm just going to do it. Because yeah. it, this is free. Yeah. Um, I can maybe lace the Wayans Brothers beginning into this, mm. but again, I don't... that I just wanted to move on from that music. Yeah. I think it's very jarring. The the last song, I, you know, I liked it when we got it, but then as we continue to do it, it comes... It just hits my ear in a way, mm-hmm. and I wanted to move on. Now, maybe I'll throw the Wayans Brothers back on at a later date. We can discuss that, yeah. me and you, off air. Or you can throw that, uh, you about to lose your job. You about to, I like that song. I do like that song. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it would really be coming yeah, yeah. really, Is this show about jobs, or what is this? Is this, is this like, a, song, like a job man. podcast? <laughs> um, anyway, friend, uh, you know, a lot of stuff going on in the world. It was, you know, we're coming to you recording the day after the, the July the fourth. Yeah. Um, did you go out doing anything special? Did you, you know, uh get some grill food in you, anything like that? See some sparkles um, in the sky? I went to uh my girl's family house to buy, right. s- buy some fireworks. That's pretty much it. Pretty much all I did. Uh I did go get some food, but it wasn't like barbecue. Barbecue food. Beans yeah, and, I didn't get you know, all that. I'm trying to I'm on like the healthy Got it, got it. Yeah, right now, yeah so I get like, it. I respect it. I tried. Yeah. I tried to do uh, keto for a month, and it did not work out. I remember I told you about <laughs> yeah, that yeah, yeah. because it's not a you either do it or you don't. Mm. So there's no cheat days or anything. Like, oh, I'm, oh, I'm gonna have just like a donut yeah. because it does a it puts your body your body thinks it's dying or something crazy. Mm. So you have to make it. You have to stick to that. Mm. And if you go, oh well, I'll just have a potato chip. You ruined it. So if you spend the whole day eating, you know, butter and drinking coffee yeah. and you know, eating, uh, you know, uh, chicken with bread with uh, fucking potato chips crushed up on it. If you do that the whole day and then you eat like a donut, then you ruined everything. Up, yeah. And now you just got a body full of butter and coffee and chicken and all this stuff. Oh, and wow. now it just stays in mm-hmm. instead of making your body go, oh, my God, we have to burn this fast. Oh, OK. So you can't even cheat. And once I knew that, I was like, oh, well, then I'm done then. Because I need to every I got to have a little every couple of days. Sweet I go something. Yeah, something. You know, you got to have like dark chocolate. I hate dark chocolate. That's all you can eat, though. Gross. You can't eat, like, milk chocolate. It has to be dark chocolate. You can eat fruit, but everything comes to a point where it's like, I need a, I want a payday. Who's eating dark chocolate, though? People that are on keto. Gross, man. Apparently, it has a lot of antioxidants in it. Anyway. They can have that shit. What I did for my 4th of July is, of course, I had to, um, you know, I had to fire up the grill. And, and, you know, Sierra's out of town, but I had to fire up the grill in honor of my boy Joey Chestnut. So I want to give it up for him one time. Joey Chestnut, the Glizzy Gladiator. Ate 75 hot dogs. No, I met him. You met Joey Chestnut? In New York, yeah. Whoa, wait a minute, man. Wait, what is... You can't just drop bombs <laughs> on me like this and, and you're just informing me that you'd met the Glick God. Yeah. What? How? I met him in New York when we was walking down and then this guy was like eating a shitload of ice cream. <laughs> just like on the... Was, was like, there cameras around? Or? 
It was yeah, it was one camera. Okay, around. I was like, but it was like just, it you was just like, caught him on his. It was day? like five people. It was like five people around. I was like, I know that guy from somewhere. And I looked. I was. Just, like, I know this guy from somewhere. Dude. Yeah, that's the guy to eat the donuts. Right. Man, I went up to him. I was like, respect. Yeah, <laughs> respect. He was throwing back uh, ice cream cones like it was nothing. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was just a random shit, man. Yeah, he's a machine, man. Yeah, he was on sports science. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's a, he's a phenomenon. Yeah, and um, and you know, whenever America can bring home the gold, any because the uh, the Japanese have been dominating that. Yeah. For years, there was a guy I can't remember his name right now, but uh, he was he was he was the king. He was the king of the hot dog scene. Mm. And my boy Joey Chestnuts came through and, and said, "Not this year." Yeah. Seventy five glizzies, bro. Crazy. Broke his own record to the face. Yep. And the the person in second wasn't even. It was what like dude, a, it was close. it was it was like they had forty. <laughs> <laughs> He's the glick god, man. He throws these things back like a Terminator of the hot dogs, man. It's crazy. insane. So yeah. I had to I had to fire off the grill and just have I ate just two. And just ate them casually. I wasn't trying to like, yeah. you know, in honor of him, like, <laughs> a cup of water. Cup of, and all. Yeah, yeah it, it, it really is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. It was like it was but, like twelve thousand calories. It yeah, like, it's 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 super, <laughs> so and it's crazy. also just gross to see somebody like th- throwing water yeah. in their mouth to force the stuff down their throat. But then at the end, when it's all over, you go, "Yay, he did it!" Yeah, everybody apl- applauds, and it's amazing and everything. Yeah. But I, I can't watch it and no. like while it's happening, it's disgusting. Yeah. But shout out to Joey Chestnuts. Yeah. Uh, you are the Glizzy God. The Lizzie uh, Gladiator and you know uh, shout out to you and I can't believe you got to meet him in such presence. Yeah. Did he have like ice cream on his hands? I feel like when anything, any, no. anything he eats is like barbaric. Was he just chilling? He was, he, he was going like half speed on this ice cream thing or? No, nah, he was. Yeah, it was like it was like half speed. Like it wasn't like was ice just, cream on his he nose. Was, no, but he he know how he opened his mouth, so he was just <laughs> just throwing them back and was just like I guess. I guess you pay the ice cream truck ahead of time. I don't know, but it was an ice cream truck. It was on a corner. And he was just. I bet they get. I bet they get publicity. Throwing, just throwing them back. I bet he gets publicity. Crazy. Ice cream isn't that expensive to make, and you get to be on TV. Yeah, I'll take. I'll take the promo. I'll take the free look. Yep. Um. Anyway, like I, I love I, New York though. Yeah, I mean, man. You can just meet Joey that's, Chestnuts. Yeah, that's the same time. That's the same day I saw the guy that do the sprinkle thing. He was in New York too. You met Salt Bay too? <laughs> in the same day? Yeah. Friend, you gotta tell the people you gotta open up on this podcast, man. I didn't know you were out having adventures like this. You met Salt Bay and the Glizzy Gladiator in the same day. I didn't like meet him. But I, you saw him. I, I, yeah. And he, he was, was in he, his walking, costume? He had the sunglasses on, like a hat, like <laughs> black pants. It's crazy. With the shirt tucked in, like he just yep, Stephanie, he, Stephanie knows him. Yep. It was crazy. <laughs> came out of he came out of this uh expensive ass restaurant. It was wild. Wow. Same day. Wow. I forgot all about it. <laughs> Just jogged your memory, huh? That's not how fantastic it is to me because I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's a song got cool. Man. I was I saying, I was, <laughs> oh, oh him? Oh yeah. To somebody who really watches somebody there's somebody listening to this who's like subscribed to his Instagram and watches yeah. videos like you're like, Oh, uh yeah, I met that guy one time. I forgot him too. Uh, that salt guy. <laughs> it's just like don't even know his name. Put some no. respect on his name. I don't know his real name. They uh, called him Salt Bay at some point. Oh, okay. I hate yeah. that name. That word too, Bay. <laughs> I hate that. That makes me it makes my stomach turn. Anyway, uh in other news, FedEx, your rivals, yeah, your competitors, uh, they are putting the pressure on that dude that owns the Redskins. Mm. They are putting the pressure on his neck. I find 2020 to be interesting because while there's always... Oh, the FedEx... Uh, is that what Well, this? that's the FedEx Stadium. Yeah, okay. It's yeah. the FedEx Stadium. And I find it twenty and twenty. I find it funny in 2020 that all this... People are acting like uh, all this stuff is just new. Like, oh my God, did you guys know that Aunt Jemima is like a racist thing? And oh my God, the Redskins logo... I didn't even think about it. Can you believe that that's 
that's racist. But and, that's been coming up on and off a lot. But that's what that's my whole yeah. point is like people have been saying this for years. Yeah. But now we're in this kind of moment and everything is getting attention mm-hmm. and bringing being brought back up. That actually is what my story is today. Is something being brought back up because of the wave that we're in. Yeah. And people have been called indigenous people. You know, activists, as early as I can remember as like 2003 when it was brought to my attention. Because, you know, you're young and you don't even really realize and you're so wrapped up in yourself. And then yeah. you really sit down one day and you go, what, what, them, the Blackhawks, the Chiefs, is these are these are people who were genocided by this country. And then we just put them up on a their face on a on a on a jerseys like they're mythical yeah like they aren't real people right, you right. know like i cannot imagine going to germany and a soccer team has like a caricature of a jewish person on their jerseys mm. and like a big thing on the you know a, a jewish person holding a bag of gold mm. and it's just like oh we we love the jew the the the, the heisenberg jews yeah. you know it, it, it's insane to me you know and but 2020 has you know, empower, empowered all these people. They snatched down the Christopher Columbus statue down in Baltimore in the yeah. little town square yesterday. Throwing it in and off. Went, went off. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that because it's like still destruction of property and it's chaotic and all this kind of stuff. But like, fuck Christopher Columbus. Yeah. I, don't, I don't feel bad about his statue. Yeah. Um, I also think it's a very interesting conversation to be had about, you know, when you tear down these statues because these people did X, Y, and Z, well, what do you replace them with? Because nobody's perfect, you right. know? And I'm not, I'm, again, fuck Christopher Columbus. But if you go... We'll put up Edgar Allan Poe. There's going to be somebody who goes, Edgar Allan Poe, like, he hated, uh, you know, German people. You yeah. know, there's always something. Yeah. So it's a really interesting conversation about, like, idolizing people. Because every, everybody's, but there's, there's always going to be something that you can say about this yeah. person. I think everything that's a statue should just be, like, an art installation. Yeah. Like, let somebody creative just create a nondescript beautiful thing. Yeah. But anyway, putting the pressure on the Redskins next, man. I think that this is the time where it, it's actually going to be a change. Like I've never, you know, it's ne- the, whenever the money, we just, we always talk about this. Whenever the money gets involved, yep. shit moves a little faster. Yep. And I wanted to do the owner, I think his name's like Quinn Snyder. Or I don't know. I don't know. I think it's Snyder or something like that. Dan White. Snyder, something like that. Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you, stupid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Redskins <laughs> is a white guy. I don't even, maybe if he was a black guy, maybe the black guy would still be like, no, man, I don't see what's wrong with it. But he's very much, he's set on record for years. I'm never, I'm never changing this. It's, it's our logo. But when the money goes, hey, man, um, we don't want it. Yeah. It's different than somebody who's sitting in a seat who paid a hundred dollars to be there today. It's like, no, we pay you. We pay you. We license your stadium. We put money in your pocket, and we don't want you to do it anymore. Mm. Then, then you really got to have a conversation because before you can go, <laughs> well, shut up, buy another hot dog and shut up, okay? But when FedEx comes and they go, hey, um, yeah, uh, we're getting a lot of flack for being associated with you, yeah, and you, you got to change that. Shout dog. out, shout out to them, shout out to FedEx using their power for good. I mean, it could be it it, it could be performative, it, you know, it may very well be that, but yeah. it affects people. You know, I'm not Native American, but I. I couldn't have, again. The Redskins is a bigger level than you know uh, the Aunt Jemima thing. Black people just kind of got used to that and were like, whatever, Aunt Jemima. It's it's kind of it's kind of racist, but whatever. The syrup's good and the pancakes are good, and they make bomb ass breakfast sandwiches. Yeah, like they make Aunt Jemima McGriddles. Yeah, they could freeze the frozen ones. Oh my god, yeah, they're delicious. they're nuts. But I, I they're so good. I've learned to stomach the racism as well with the delicious <laughs> taste. You know what I'm saying? I'm going, it's this. It's the same. I I have the same issue. Not to a, I don't need it to change because I'm sure there's people in New Orleans that talk that way. But the Popeye's mascot lady who just came on the scene like 
10 years ago. Yeah. You know how I feel about that. Oh, yeah, that, you hate her. I can't stand her coming onto my screen. Mm-mm-mm, baby, mm, listen, when you get these herbs, and sp- it's like, get away from me. Yeah. You're not my aunt. <laughs> and stop talking to me. Don't call me baby and come to my house and get some. It's not your house. It's Popeye's. Yeah. You know, it's insane to me. But anyway, I wanted to give Dan Snyder, I believe is his name. I could be wrong. I wanted to give him a helping hand. I feel like this podcast, you know, we have a, we have a lot of reach. We have an ear to the streets. And I wanted to put out some feelers to the listeners to get the ball rolling on some some name ideas. Yeah. Um, you know, so if we're going to change the, to the Washington Redskins, finally, mm-hmm. um, uh, I have I have a couple of I have a couple of ideas. I want to see if you have a couple of ideas. Okay. Um, number one on my list, it's already been discussed. Joey Chestnut. You met Joey Chestnut, so I feel like this was like this is like this is this is meant to be. Yeah. The Washington Glizzy Guzzlers. Okay, why do you why did you use that name? Well, because Glizzy was invented, the term Glizzy was invented in Washington. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Joey Chestnuts is from Washington, but it's a Washington-based word. Yeah, and you know they sell hot dogs at they sell hot dogs at uh, football stadiums. Yeah, so you know, Glizzy, every, what every, is it again? Gl- guzzlers, Gu- Glizzy Guzzlers. Yeah, because you know everybody in the stands, they're all eating hot dogs. <laughs> so it's like everybody in the stands is everybody at at the game at the event is a Glizzy Guzzler. We're yeah. all Glizzy Guzzlers. You know, it could be a person, you know, with their head back with a that's kind of that's kind of phallic. That's kind of phallic. That's kind of phallic. Um, but still, like holding a hot dog, you make sure it's, you can see that it's a hot dog. Me put some mustard on it so it doesn't look. People don't replace it with like a penis. And you, but also Washington's super gay, so that works too. So somebody just holding their head back, it could be you know white, black, it could be a, just a green person. So you don't make it nondescript yeah. race and just cocking their head back and getting ready to guzzle a glizzy. Okay. I don't like. I don't. The logo, I don't think. Fair enough. We're not, we're not, here, we're not here to judge. We're just, yeah, we're just yeah, spitballing. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You, what, do you, what do you got? Um, I, I'm sure you probably saw this, heard this one before. Uh, Washington Natives. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. I like that. I I have questions about what the what the uh, logo would be because if it's yeah, still related to Native American people, then that kind of defeats the point. If it if it just yeah, is uh, maybe a like a like a like a fancy N. Or something yeah. like that, I could get that. Or just with use that. a W, or just that the yeah. the Washington natives, yeah. and keep the same colors and everything like that. Yeah. And you know, yeah, I'm I'm into that actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I think we should, you know, the way that they say these statues are. Yeah, I think that Washington, their organization and their owner should uh have to carry the burden of remembering the time that it was, 2020 to 2016. And hopefully, yeah. hopefully, you know, we we can move on from this craziness. I thought. The Washington Orange Skins. Mine was the Washington Trumps. Wow. <laughs> That's symbiotic, man. We're on yep. the same page. Just yep. him sideways. Just replace him the, the way that he's a he's an egomaniac. He'll yeah. love it. But we all can know we make him just make him look as 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 just as real and gross yep. as he is and have him be sideways. Welcome to the stadium. Yep. You know, have the picture with like his hair blown. His oh man, yeah. Back. Maybe do it just like make it kind of, you know, curvy and put yeah. some curves in it and everything like that. And you can appease his base. You'll you'll make money, Mr. Owner of the Redskins. Yeah. And he'll love it. And and he'll 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 either love it or hate it. Either yeah. way, we'll never forget this time. Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah. You know, I, I, with all the statues and conversation and everything, I understand people are like, "No, fuck that, get those statues out of here." But it is important to remember what happened. Yeah. So we try not to let it happen again. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't even want to talk about it, but Kanye West just announced that he might be trying to run for president this year or whatever. Jeez. And it's just we ca- we can't just let these stupid things 
go because then another stupid person comes along who isn't Kanye West, but you know has the appeal of like his his base yeah. and is just like loud and stupid. And this just happens again in forty years. And I just I think people are just like we're just gonna pretend like this didn't happen. We're gonna get somebody sensible in there, just go back to the status quo, be fucking boring and normal, and just go back to being boring normal America for four years or however many years. And we'll pretend like this didn't happen. I don't think that's a good idea at all. Mm. Don't don't forget that this happened. Yeah. Remember that a dude who was on NBC firing people and was on WrestleMania. Wow. I think he tackled the Undertaker and wears a, a red tie down to his dick. Was is the president of the United States of America? Yep. I want people. I want people to remember that forever, because it it really shows how stupid the country has become as far as you know, popularity becoming, you know, and virality yeah. and shock factor and all of these things will get you way further than, you know, being a sensible, reasonable person with concrete ideas. Yeah. Whoever is the loudest and most showboaty is, you know. And the right qualifications, like. Any of those At things. some point being a senator at, you know, governor, <laughs> like. No, you yeah. just managing a, a body of <laughs> people. And, yeah, like, no. Clout. That is wild. Clout. Yeah. Yeah, everybody in 2020 and in modern times is a clout chaser. Yeah, and uh, you know whoever that co- that's worth more than money these days. Oh, for sure. Having clout, there's people who don't have any money but can go anywhere and get free yeah, stuff yeah. And, and go wherever they, they want. It, so it's pretty nuts, man. Yeah. But so uh, I think it's either between uh, the Washington Orange Skins, the Washington Glizzy Guzzlers, or more sensibly and more realistically, the Washington Natives is yeah. is a, is, a, is a seems to be. A I have one more though. Oh, please. The Washington Caps. And I mean caps by Kaepernick, because the NFL owes him a lot. Whoa, yeah. Whoa, man. Uh, um, I mean, I mean, I mean, do you do you do you want to get on your soapbox or what's up? They owe him an apology. They owe him uh, a team name. They owe him a starting position. They owe him money. But he, I think he got his money. But they owe him a logo. It should be a black fist logo on the on the helmet. Everything. Just black out the the uniforms. Everything. Wow. So the Washington KAPs. Yep. Oh, okay, that plays off capitals and things like that. All right, okay, yeah, that's definitely not. <laughs> no, for sure, that's definitely not happening. <laughs> I, I, li- I like the righteousness in your tone, yeah. brother. I like the righteousness in your tone. Uh, anyway, to move on to more real and somber news, um, there was, you know, there's this story that's been uh, developing over the past couple of months. I didn't really want to speak on it until I knew what was fully going on, and now we've gotten to the sad conclusion of the story. Uh, this this young lady, Vanessa Guillen, she was a member of the military, was found. The reportedly, like you know, they chopped her up and burned her and all this kind of stuff. Uh, one of a, a fellow member at Fort Hood, a fellow, st- I don't know the proper terms, another army person. Yeah, I don't know. Um, murdered her. Yep. And him and his girlfriend, who work at a gas station, which is, I mean, this all is just so gross. She works at a she works at a gas station. He calls her and is like, "Hey, um, it also just it really trips me out." How people react to phone calls. It didn't make any sense, man. It's like he he killed her. She still hasn't really said like what he said to her, like mm-hmm. why. But he's just like, I I got this body and we got to get rid of it. And she's like, okay. That is that and part was like I was like what picked her up from the gas station and they went out into the woods and murdered this girl. It's you know um, her family is saying that Vanessa was sexually harassed and mm-hmm. um, and she filed a complaint. Now the thing I've I've done some research and this has been a thing in the military for years. Um, you know, sexual assault and the the numbers and everything like that. There's another story I think people should look up about this uh, woman who was killed in Iraq, or they say she committed suicide in Iraq. Her name was Lavina Johnson. Her family disputes this very heavily. Um, 
I believe in the military, they put stuff in the water to try to curve sexual desire. Like, I can't remember what it's called right now, but it's like this powder that you can put into a drink and it'll, like, stop you from getting an erection. I don't know what it does to women, but for dudes, it's like a boner killer. And they do that because there's so many unreported and attempted to be reported um, sexual assaults within the military. And the thing about sexual assault that I've been hearing just from reading like little subreddits and things like that, a sexual assault on your record is you're done in the military. So what happens is these women get like beaten into being silent and also you have to run it. You don't go, there's no like uh, separate division to file your report. You have to file it to your chain of command. Mm. So if the person ahead of you goes, Hey man, he's a good soldier. Like I think you maybe just misread things or whatever. And you go, oh my god, like, the yeah. fuck? you know, like they don't, they don't give a shit about what the fuck is going on, right? And that is what uh, Vanessa's family is saying happened to her. They're saying, you know, she was sexually harassed and nobody did anything about it. And you know, the, Fort Hood is responsible for this, and also you know, just the military in general. What I wanted to do was I wanted to let her sister speak for herself because she put out this really powerful. They did this press conference, and she so I wanted to let her. Just speak her own words because I thought they were very powerful. So um, this is this this is uh, Vanessa Guillen's sister. After this ad fucking finishes, this is Vanessa Guillen's sister just um, talk talking about her sister and telling it in her own words. Yeah, and they're very powerful. My mother's on bed right now with the pills. Why? Because they lie to our faces every single day that passed. Every single day, which is two months, more than two months. My sister Vanessa Guillen was sexually harassed, yet nothing was done to it. For her lacks of responsibility, safety, and respect because they didn't respect my sister. They didn't keep my sister safe. They're always trying to cover up for each other. Why? My sister's a human too. She deserves respect. She deserves to be heard. Because if this can happen to my sister, it can happen to anyone else. My sister was also sexually harassed, and this led to this. They don't protect our servants, women and men. They're the ones putting their life at risk every day for the nation and for us, just like my sister. How can this happen on military base? How can this happen while she was on duty? How can this just happen and then let it go under the rug like it was nothing? They take sexual harassment, sexual assault as a joke. Just see the hashtag I am Vanessa Guillen. All those men and women in our service suffering from sexual harassment, suffering from sexual assault because they report it yet. They take it as a joke. My sister's no joke. My sister's a human being. And I want justice. And I want answers because my sister did not do this to herself. Someone did it. And it's not what someone is various people. Um, it goes on a little bit more. And it's just a just a tragic situation. Um, I want to say rest in peace to Vanessa Gee. And uh it, it when I heard whenever I hear somebody's missing, and then we get to day 30, yeah, day 15, I always just assume the worst but you know you kind of just hope maybe not hope but you just you know 
you assume it was a some kind of accident or something like that. You just you just assume, yeah. you know, you tr- when it's an adult for me. I'm just speaking for myself. I try to assume like, you know, please don't let this be something nefarious and dark and everything like this. And this man, she apparently went to his office to get some information about where some guns needed to be put or something like that. And at some point within that conversation, he hits this woman over the head with a hammer, puts her in some kind of box. People see him leaving out with the box and just like, oh, that's weird. Must be taking some, some, something somewhere. Puts it in his truck, goes and gets his girlfriend. They take her out in the woods, they chop her up, and they burn her body. And as soon as they got a whiff of, you know, uh, his text message history that, you know, as soon as the 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 light shined on him, the dude committed suicide. Yep. And there's something weird about that. I also want to say rest in peace because one of the, there's another military woman who filed a sexual assault claim who's also in the military. I don't know if it's at, at Fort Hood, but Krista Martinez uh, just got in a, a car accident you know, about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And she was one of the people kind of riding for Vanessa Guillen, coming out and telling her story about how she was sexually assaulted in the military and all this kind of stuff. And then she just comes up dead. So everything is is possibly just a coincidence and an accident and everything like that. This dude kills himself. We're never going to know the full story. Vanessa's gone. He's gone. We don't know what happened. You know, this Krista Martinez, she's gone, you know, and her she sexual... She got in a car accident? She got in a car accident. But, like, a car. she got in a car accident a month after... You know, she's saying I was sexually assaulted by somebody who was above me in the chain of command. And, you know, as I stated before, that of staying like that on your record, you're done. Yeah. So there's a lot of people who are invested in shutting up those kind of claims. Like, because you're going to ru- you're ruining. It's so funny. Like, it's, it's such a the power dynamic of rape is so interesting where it's like if you tell people what I did to you, you're going to ruin my life. Yeah. But it's like you but you ruin their life, though, when you yeah. rape them. So, and I'm not, I don't know, I don't, Krista Martinez, I might have just been, a, we don't know what happened, but it just is weird. It's a weird timing thing. This dude killed himself. Krista Martinez is dead. She's filed a sexual assault claim. So her sexual assault claim just goes in the trash. Yeah. You know? And it was one lady that came out. I saw that she was like, um, they told her if she reported, you know, sexual assault, they, they was going to throw her over the boat. And it was like, I don't know if it was true. They, they would never, they would never find your body. Most likely if, they, yeah. if you're out. Out and see, very common. Man. Toss you over the <clears throat> very off common. the boat. So yeah, they had yeah, they had, very common. Yeah, um, they had a woman who apparently moved up the chain of command and is a sergeant or whatever. I don't have her name right now, but she commented on the post about Vanessa Guillen and goes, "Oh, knock it off, man! Sexual assault's just the name of the game." What? It, yeah, it's like if you want to move up the ladder and and you know get a good position, it's just not. I'm sorry, sexual harassment. Okay. Either way. About to say, but still. Either way, it's a crazy thing to say when somebody's dead and they're saying that, you know, this sexual harassment escalated to sexual assault. And she's going, oh, stop it. You, you stop being a snowflake. You know, a little hand, a little ass grab, a little flirtatious thing. You got to play along to move up the ladder. And that's just the name of the game. And if you can't handle that, you're a snowflake. And people are like, you need to not have this job. Yeah. Get the fuck out. What are you talking about? For a woman, you shouldn't have to be touched and At sexually all. assaulted for you to move up. Can you position. imagine the postmaster That's general good. came to you and was like, hey, man, you want to get the best routes, man? Just you know, grab my sack real quick. Uh, it's no. just and then but then somebody else like a veteran there's like hey man that's just a <laughs> hey man that's just a part of the name of the game man how do you think I got this sweet route I got sucking dick I guess yeah you got to you got to play you got to play the game Fran yeah. and it's like no n- thank no you. I don't I should, I should just have to just <laughs> do my job well and you know and that's how you move up the ladder 
So that was a crazy statement that that lady made, and I don't I don't have her name right now, but it's just who says that? That's crazy. Um, and she said it so casually, like everyone knows. You just you get a little sexually harassed, and that's just how it goes. It's fine. Grow up. Wow. So um, anyway, speaking of sexual harassment, before we go to break, I wanted to quickly touch on this uh, this Guy and Maxwell situation. Uh, she was Jeffrey Epstein's kind of right hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think she was you know the way that I've been you know the the the, the Jeffrey Epstein documentary and the, and the podcast I've listened to. She was kind of like the honeypot um, for anybody who. You know, we're in this kind of age of, you know, this time of, you know, inclusion and, you know, we want black people to, you know, or white people to learn about black history. I implore any white people listening to this, you know, take a nice Friday night, rent the movie The Players Club. Mm -hmm. And there's a character in that called Ronnie. Mm -hmm. And Ronnie was kind of she was the Guillaume Maxwell of The Players Club. She would kind of, hey, girl, you know, you got to make this money. I'll show you how to make the money. We do these little private parties and you come here and you just dance. It's a little more private and you make way more money than dancing at the strip club. Yeah. And that turned out that one of the young ladies in the movie ends up getting raped. Yep. And Guy and Maxwell was kind of that. Hey, girl, you know, you want to go to college, right? Will you just come and intern with us for the summer? You do these little parties. You'll be a, a, a waiter or whatever. And I used to do it. And look at me. I have the best bags and I'm this and I'm flashy and I'm flying on private jets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. She would she would she would come and, you know, give this give this uh, the pitch and make it seem cool and not weird. And don't be weird. It's just, you know, it's just a little hand job, whatever. That was her job. But I think she played way more of a role than that. And um, I think she's going to just I think she's going to end up suicided. I don't yeah. I, you know, I think, you know, we're going to get word in the next couple of days. Like she just it blew up. It's crazy. <laughs> like she just she she uh, she spontaneously combusted in her sleep last night. Yeah. We, it's the weirdest case of spontaneous combustion we've ever seen. But Guillaume Maxwell is dead from her own hand. She did it herself. Um, that woman knows a lot of stuff. She knows a lot of names. That happens, man. They are some real riders, man. That's what I'm saying. It's really it's, it's interesting. Um, I think I think the government all just thinks we're stupid anyway, and a lot of us are. But if they do this, they don't. They're saying we don't give a fuck. We it doesn't matter. You know, um, if, if you know that we're doing shady conspiratorial shit, we don't give a shit anymore. We're just doing what we want to do, and she, we don't want her to talk. So, um, she's she's dead, and she committed suicide with the gun in their hand. Yeah, and. Hey, <laughs> and she committed suicide. And if you don't believe us, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. It will be very interesting to see her go to court and, and name names. And because um, I, I think we. That ain't happening. I know it ain't happening, but I don't know. I got a lot of faith in these hackers, man. If she goes and does a off the record kind of deposition, those files are getting leaked, man. I, I got faith in anonymous. But I think a lot of people need to come to terms with. Um, I think they think this is going to be like the straw that breaks Trump's back. But I think people need to be prepared for some other names to be named oh, yeah. that you that we that they don't expect to be named. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't want to say any names specifically because I don't want to get any kind of slanderous um, accusations thrown to me or get sued. But I mean, already they, they want to talk to the, uh, Prince Andrew, that old dude from. You know, he's in the royal family. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, you see celebrities' names comes up and musicians' names come up and, and other just, you know, famous people who we might hide, hold in high regard who wanted to fuck a 17-year-old. You know, so I, I understand, like, yeah, fuck Donald Trump and let's see. Oh, he's he's got all these pictures with her and everything like that. Be prepared for there to be some names on there that you have to be ready to cancel just like Donald Trump, like you want to cancel Donald Trump. Yeah, if you want to hold it, you got to hold everybody to the same standard. They are here fucking 16-year-olds. I don't care if it's whoever, a beetle. 
you know, a Rolling Stone, whoever it is, it they fucked kids. You know that ain't going. That ain't going. I know we'll never see the light tarnish, of day. Uh, Trumps. Oh, you think? Yeah. I think. I think he's Teflon Don. I really, pion, yeah, he's, pion, he's, 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 he's Teflon Don. He, right he really is Teflon Don. But if he can avoid this one, that's nuts. Was so like, you know, that's just. I I was hanging out at the parties where they were fucking the sixteen year olds, but I didn't fuck any of the sixteen year olds. I just was hanging out. Fucking coach. Nah, never mind. I'm not gonna put no names up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he already got caught up in some shit and got yeah. away with it. Yeah, man, it's it's, it's crazy times. But yeah. um, you know. Uh, it's summertime. Uh, we're blessed to be. I alive. wanted to uh, bring oh. up. I'm sorry. Oh, bring no, up please, the. Um, did you see the new episode of Unsolved Unsolved Mysteries? I haven't watched any of it. I haven't cracked oh, it up. Man. I haven't cracked it open yet. I haven't cracked it open yet. The Ray Revere man. I didn't know nothing. I've never Ray, heard that. Ray Revere. Yeah, it's the first episode. Oh, it's the first episode. I okay, I'll check that out after we finish recording. I have to check that out after we finish recording. I've been hearing good. Go things. Go watch that man. I was like, that shit is wild. Yeah, I've been hearing good things. I'm gonna have to check that yeah. out. Ray Revere. Um, so anybody who's listening, you know, yeah. you, you just had a moment with Fran that I can't have. We're like, oh my God, right, yeah. Fran? That's crazy. Me too. I don't know, but I will, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get on that. I'll check that out. I'll come back. We'll talk about it next week. Yep. Um, in the meantime, like I said, it's summertime. Grab you a glizzy, put some extra hot sauce on it, maybe a little mumbo sauce and, uh, you know, enjoy the weather. My Firm to Murder this week is about Anatoly Moskvin. Okay. So I got this story from, I can't remember who who was that posted this story on the Facebook page. Okay. But shout out to you. Anatoly Um, Moskvin. Yeah, so um, the picture, I was just like, oh, I want to do that story. Okay. So here we go. So Moskvin lived in Nizhny Novgorod, the the fifth largest city in Russia. Okay. Moskvin said he began wandering through cemeteries with friends when still a schoolboy. Okay. In particular, they visited the Krasanya Etna Cemetery located in Leninsky district of Nizhny Novgorod. <sighs> yeah, man. Leninsky district. In an article written shortly before his arrest, Moskvin attributed his interest in the dead to a childhood incident during which he witnessed a funeral precision um for an 11 year old girl mm. so moskvin alleged that the participants forced him to kiss the dead girl's face writing mm. that an adult pushed him pushed his face down mm. to the waxy forehead to the girl this is what he said he said there was nothing i can do it was just orders yeah like he was told to do it they, yeah. they make they forced him to do Get it his head mushed down yeah. to her 
It's crazy. Oh it's like, you know, the most most of, like all of the stories that we've done is just something small. Like that's not even small. Something. Yeah, that's traumatic. Yeah, but still, yeah, it's tra- like that yeah. event made you. I eat people now. Cha- change you completely for the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah. So after graduating, um, from the um philological faculty of Moscow. Moscow State University, mm-hmm. Moskvin became well-known in academic circles. His main areas of academic interest were Celtic history and folklore, as well as languages and linguistics. Mm. linguistics. Moskvin had a deep interest in cemeteries and burial rituals, death and occult. Yeah, I wonder why. He kept a personal library of over 60,000 books and documents, as well as large doll collections, Fellow academic academics described him as both genius and eccentric. That's just eccentric is just another word for strange. <laughs> yeah. And also, nobody can read sixty thousand books, man. That's just a flex. I, I don't. Whenever I see you know movies and stuff, and you go into they have this room of yeah. every wall is a library shelf, and you got the, like the a ladder t- and shit. Yes, yeah, <laughs> you didn't read all these books, man. It's impossible. Yeah. Get a Kindle. Maybe yeah. I'll believe you then. How many books a Kindle can hold? Yeah. Every book in that room. Yeah. And then somebody will read the books to you. And you like want to... Like on. you said, the flex was, you know, as academic friends. So, oh, yeah, well, this book is actually um, yeah. 400 years old, and it's written in original Latin. It's like, can you read it? Yeah. Then shut up. It's just I have and you don't. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's all the world is. Even in these little circles of smart people and everything, there's yeah. people who got, oh, this is a first edition book. Yeah. So um, get flexed on. Yeah. That's all it is. So as an adult, Moskvin led a scheduled, a scheduled life. He never married or dated, mm. preferring to live with his parents, including his father, Yuri Moskvin. He, has, he, has, he abstained from drinking alcohol and smoking, and, purport, and he purportedly is a virgin. Mm, pure. Yeah. In 2016, it was reported that Moskvin planned to marry a 25-year-old native of his hometown um, who attended his trial. Okay. His, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's what anybody who attended his trial. Okay. Okay. After wow. you know, after all the shit that right, went I will yeah. get there. We'll yeah. get there. That just caught me off guard. Yeah. Okay. A former lecturer in Kellic studies at Nazini Novgorod Linguistics University, Mosvin previously worked at the Institute of Foreign Languages. Um. So a linguistics and polyglot who spoke thirteen languages. Wow. Wow. Um, I barely speak the one we're speaking now. Yeah. <laughs> Moskvin wrote several books and papers and translations, all well-known in academic circles. Moskvin also occasionally worked as a journalist and regularly contributed to local newspapers and publications. Oh, wow. Describing himself as a a a necropolis, um, Moskvin was considered an expert on local cemeteries in the, Z- the Zinni Novgorod region. What a weird thing to be an expert in. Yeah. Um, so then, the, if I'm saying it right, the necropolis is just a, a large cemetery. Basically, what it is. Oh, like it's just I, a I, large. I'm guessing. I'm guessing it's like necropolis. Is like it necropolis? A, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Necropolis. Yeah. 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 Um, in twenty in two thousand five, Elog Riabov, a fellow academic and publisher, um, commissioned Moscow to summarize and list the dead in more than seven hundred cemeteries in a forty region. In 40 regions of the Nizhny Novgorod Oblast, Moskvin claimed that between 2005 and 2007 he had gone on foot to inspect 752 cemeteries across the region. It's just you know, you ever watch Dirty Jobs? Yeah, uh, one time I seen it. 
It's yeah. just, it's crazy when you sit back, when you find out about a job and you go, well, yes, yes, somebody has to do that. Like somebody has to make the index of, you know, where is this person buried and what cemetery is this? And is it a, you know, do the Yelp review of the cemetery. But you go, man, like who, how do you get, who, who does this job? Who signs up to do this job? Oh yeah, I go to cemeteries and I just go and I let you know who's there, what the headstone conditions are, you know, how many people are at the, it's like who yeah. signs, you, know, you, you don't even know it's a job, but then you know that the information exists. And so that always trips me out when you go, okay, I know how many calories is in the food on the back of this box, but somebody had to figure that out. Yeah. You know, but then about dead people. Yeah. 750 different cemeteries though. Jeez, man. Yeah. If you're if you love what you do, are you ever really working? Walking? Nah, I ain't happening. So he walked. Oh, the, the walking is walking. The yeah. He walked to 750 different cemeteries. Do you walk for a living? I'm not walking 18 miles a day. Oh. <laughs> he walked 30 kilometers, which is 18 miles a day. Oh, jeez. Um, probably got great calves though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's probably. In, I don't know if he's in the heat, cold. So I don't know, but. I mean, I, I guess if that's what you love to do, then I guess you'll do it. That's what I'm saying. So during these travels, he um, he drank from puddles. Oh. Spent night. See, like, that's not. Yeah, that's odd. <laughs> get you a little thermos or something. Man. Yeah. Oh, um, man. He drank from puddles. Can't be drinking stagnant water. That's how you get malaria. Cause. Yeah. He spent nights in haystacks and abandoned farms or slept in cemeteries themselves. Oh, so he lived. He was out there living like Bear grills. Just He was like a homeless person yeah, with but... a job, I guess. But he, I think, I think, maybe, what year is this? Do you know the year? This? You better not say like 2002. Mm. If you say seven, if you say 18, whatever, I can get more on board because, you know, it's cheaper than No, not. this is in, this is in the 1900s. Okay. So he was a, let me see, he was arrested in 2011. Oh, wow. Okay. Then never mind then. Yeah. I was kind of just kind of give him credit. Like maybe he's doing an Oregon Trail type of thing. He, he, he likes to sleep under the stars. Oh, this is between 2005, 2007. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. No, this is nuts as shit. So he's sleeping in haystacks, drinking out of puddles of water. D- Deer Park exists at this point. Yes. Or what, uh, 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 Deer Park. Yeah. Or whatever the Russian water bottle company is. He doesn't have to drink out of puddles. Yeah, he just wants to be ingratiated into the, you know, I'm living off the He's land. He's hands on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very hands on. Yeah, yeah. Him, him and Bear Grylls would have been a cool partnership to, you know, join up teams with. <laughs> that would be interesting to see. Yeah. So yeah, he slept in uh, at the cemeteries themselves. I mean, you know, it's not unhealthy crazy. to eat your own shit. Yeah, I know that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I heard. I saw. I heard on the podcast. It's yeah, like because yeah. it's your not to get off. I, I, I did it, but I, you, I don't know. You my, did my, it. I mean, no, no, whoa, <laughs> no, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, like, I I got us off track. I've yeah. not eaten. That's not. I didn't eat. My, I don't. I didn't yeah. find out firsthand. I also found out from a podcast recently. Yeah, and I just thought it was interesting. And we were talking about surviving and all those kind of things. And yeah, because your your what is it called? Your um intestines. Is mm-hmm. that what it's called? It's outside of your body. It's like outside of your body, but it's inside of your body. So it's not going through all your shit. It's not going through all your like. Like, um, it's kind of hard to explain, but right. it's just, it doesn't, it's not going to affect your body if you eat your own shit. It's not going to make you sick at all. Right. Yeah. Just like it, drinking it, no piss. You're not getting toxins yeah, exactly. to your organs because yeah. it goes down the same pipe yep. again. Got it. Got yep. it. But, I mean, you can't do it every day though. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, listen, <laughs> I mean, if, you, if you love it. But you did it, so I don't know. You tell I, um, no comment. Yeah. Yeah. So during these travels, yeah, he drank uh, puddles of water, um, living, uh, slept on haystacks, slept at the cemeteries. Even go, even going as far as to spend the night 
in a coffin being prepared for a funeral. Oh, so he just wanted so to like, I'm going to sleep here for the night until that person. Wait. Did he take the person out? We don't know, man. Slept I mean, with the person uh, in there? Hey, he's the necropolis. Whatever he slept in. Um, he slept in the coffin. He slept in the coffin for the night. You know, but I bet a coffin is probably pretty fucking comfortable. I think so, too. I they thought the same thing lush. when I said that. They look lush, yeah. man. And then you kind of. You like, I like sit on. You like, it's like you're sitting on. On the air, like yeah. you're just floating on the air. Just. That's that's probably purple mattress quality uh, foam that you got on the bed. Then you got a nice little pillow at the back of your head. Then they put the satin on the whole satin line. And you know I like to be confined while I sleep. I already yeah. told you about my weighted blanket. Yeah. So you're in a box. You kind of can't really do much. Yeah. So you're just comfortably stiff. Yeah. That's how I like to be. Yeah. I also heard in the podcast that do you think, do you think there's some type of feeling when you like die, like the first moment. Of dying, you have dying. Well, based on the things that I've, um, I've I've been looking doing some research into DMT, and uh, what's it's, that? It's a drug. Oh, okay, it, it's more of an experience. Um, and they say that DMT is basically um artificial version of the chemical that is released when you die. Mm-hmm. So your body, in order to prepare you to die will distract you with all these endorphins and all this kind of stuff. And that's why people see like the light at the end of the tunnel and it's all, they feel peaceful. You hear all these things that people say mm-hmm. about dying who have come back and all these kind of things, like people who made have hearts have stopped and all this kind of stuff. Um, so I think that you feel probably pretty good is my guess. It's like, especially for old people, like people that are like really old. And yeah. It's, and it's like just that casual. Last moment, just, yeah. That last breath. And it's mm-hmm. just like, they was thinking like, it has to feel good. Like it has to be some type of feeling where it's like you get to experience it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's just you only get to, you only get to do it once. Yeah. So you know it'll be interesting. I, I you know, you know. I can wait. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> say I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you know, but like no, I won't. <laughs> uh, we'll never know. Yeah. So he uh, slept in the coffin. I was prepared for a funeral the next day. On his extensive travels, Mosfin was sometimes questioned by police on the suspicion of vandalism and theft. Well, yeah, it's 2005, and this dude's out here drinking water from the ground and sleeping in haystacks, and it's 2006. Yeah. <laughs> that trips me out. I was, I was hoping it was at least like 1934. Nah, man. Nah. TV exists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Simple Life was on TV. He could, The Paris Simple Life starring Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie was on television while this man was drinking puddles and sleeping in haystacks for work. He's hands-on boots on the ground, man. Respect. Man. Yeah. But was never arrested or detained after after stating his academic credentials and purpose. He uses academic credentials to get away from the oh, police. But I'm saying, he's saying like this, I'm, oh, what he's saying? Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm yeah, a I'm a gra- professor. Yeah, that. Oh. And I know 13 languages and shit like that. Oh, and they're like, oh, okay. You're yeah. just, this is an experiment for you. Yeah. Respect. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. So the work itself remains unpublished, but has been described as unique and priceless by Exeli Yassin, the editor of, how you say it again? Ne- necro, what is it? Uh, I, I think it's Necropolis. Okay, this is Necro, Necro, Necrologies. Necrology. Necrologies. And this is a newspaper. This is a weekly paper, which Moskin was a regular con- contributor to. And Necro means dead. So this is a magazine about just what's going on in the dead yeah. world? Yeah. Cemeteries and all kinds of shit. Mm. As the Mos- well, actually, I've, I've had some discussions with people about Big Funeral. I think I've talked to you about it as well. No. Big Funeral. You know how... Um, uh, like a lot of these um, quote unquote family owned funeral homes mm-hmm. are licensed. Okay. So they make it feel like, oh, it's mom and pop. We're, we're a family owned um, funeral parlor and we, the Smith family funeral home, is just owned by some corporation who owns 20 Smith family uh, f- 
funeral homes. Yeah. And it's all it's a corporation. There's no there's not a lot of mom and pop uh, funeral homes. It's very uh, it's a business. Yeah. That's why they upcharge you on. It's it's like selling cars. It's yeah. it's all the same thing. They upsell you on. They try to take advantage of people in the time of grieving. And right now they're having a dispute because people out in California are trying to do these uh these biological funerals where they like turn you into a tree. You know, like they put you in a sack and put you in the ground and big funerals coming at them like, no, this is this is not um, th- you can't do this. And the plant grows from out of you and shit like that. Yeah. Well, like the, your body breaks down in the sack and then a tree grows. It uses your nutrients from your body to turn you into a tree. And they're That's like, cool. But it sounds cool. Right. But big funerals like, no, 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 you're not going to come in. It's like somebody coming in and trying to cut into the. It's like when oh, Napster yeah, yeah. came out. Napster came out and fucked the music industry up, and now these hippie trees are trying to come in and fuck Big Funeral up, and Big Funeral's not having it, man. Is that is that the name of it? No, I just call, you just call anything, um, you put Big at the end of any, Big Pharma, Big whatever, you know. Big Funeral, like, it sounds funny. That's how you make it, that's how you l- let people know it's like a corporate, you know, big a conglomerate type yeah, of situation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Big. That sounds like a pretty cool idea. I would love to be a tree. A tree? Yeah, I'd love to be a tree. You come, hey, eat picnic underneath me and everything like yeah. that, and then you just know I'm always there. Sounds cool. Yeah. So after Moskin's arrest, uh, Yassin stated that he was confident there had been a mistake and Moskvin would soon be exonerated. Mm. Later, Yassin told the Associated Press that Moskvin was a loner who had a certain who had certain quirks, but who gave no indication that that he was up to anything unusual. Right. He just was an odd guy. He yeah. was an odd fellow. Yep. But nobody thought it was that odd. But then we continue and yep. we find out what. Yep. So between 2006 and 2010, Moskvin worked as a freelance cor- correspondent for the newspaper Nazini Navgat Worker, publishing articles um, twice a day. His father also sometimes wrote for the paper. During 2008, Moskvin wrote an extensive series of articles on the history of Nazini Navgat cemeteries that appeared in the in the paper. Yeah. He did all this in the, my high school career, and I, yeah, was, I was barely doing the stuff that they were re- requiring me to do. Yeah. So shout out to, you know, I got to give shout outs where shout outs are due, man. Anybody's going above and beyond while I'm like, man, what jeans am I going to wear to school today? Yeah, man. You know. Um, it's crazy how much shit's going on when you don't even have any fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know That's what the wild. fuck was. 2007? <laughs> man. Oh, eight and 10. I mean, we was about to get out of high school. Oh, my just. God couldn't wait yeah and now it's like shit that was 10 years ago yeah so moskvin was arrested on november 2nd 2011 by police investigating a a um spate of grave desert was it desecrations desecrations in Mm. the cemetery in and around the zinni novgorod so investigators from the center of combat extremism discovered the 26 bodies oh wow initially reported as 29 in Moskva's flat and garage. In his garage? His flat and, and his, garage. Oh, yeah. wow. So video released by police shows the body seated on shelves and sofas and small rooms of books, so, and small rooms full of books, papers, and just general clutter. So like it looked like a party. Like, yeah. or were they just tossed or were they like yeah. sitting in chairs and, you know, like that scene from Home Alone? Just like a party. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Posted up, yep. the cocktail in the hands. Wow, that's dark. Yeah. Although the smell. Yeah. So although only twenty six bodies were discovered in his home, twenty six. That's a lot of fucking. That's a people, lot of bodies. Twenty six, bro. And he said it was reported twenty nine. So maybe like 
three of them he like I can't it's nothing I can do with these yeah, full with full capacity here fellas yeah, so. sorry sorry folks parties to jump in yeah. got the charcuterie played out you know everybody's got cocktails yeah. 26 we're gonna cap it at 26 put in my bag or something like that yeah that's nuts um so Moskin Ugh. was suspected um desecration as many as 150 graves after police found numerous grave um numerous graves that have been tampered with mm-hmm. such as metal well numerous graves that he stole shit from right, <laughs> such as metal nameplates removed from headstones, mm, little trinkets and shit. Yep. Police also discovered instructions for making the dolls, maps of cemeteries in the region, and a collection of photographs and videos depicting open graves and um depicting open graves and these these oh, pictures of these it's bodies. Too, it's like 2006, yeah. so there's like camera phones existing. So there's oh, it's really this is so much more creepy. To me, than if this was again like 1850, and this was some yeah. old timey story. You know, this is a person who has air conditioning in their house yeah. and a cell phone yeah. and a camera, probably. Yeah. And so, wait, when you say dolls, is he making dolls out of the bodies, or he's make, is that separate? He has dolls there, and, and no, he has bodies. bodies. No, he has bodies. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna get to that. I'm oh, gonna, okay. Yeah, just just hang on. Okay, sorry. Um, so though none of the evidence could be conclusively connected to any of the bodies found in an apartment. According to an investigation, the bodies primarily came from the cemeteries in the Nizini and the Nizini Novgorod region, though some may have come from as far as Moscow. Oh wow. Moscovin, I mean, I don't know the different the distance between Moscow's like the New York of Russia. Yeah. But I don't know the distance from Oh, I don't know. His name from where he's from in Moscow. So Moscovin actively um cooperated with investigators and claimed he made the dolls over the course of ten years. His parents, who were away for large portions of the year, were unaware of his activities. He lived at home with his parents? Yeah. Said that in the beginning. I mean, he... <laughs> he used to say so many... Oh, yeah, because he does his virgin and He's a virgin. Yeah, he wanted and... to stay home with his parents. He didn't date. Uh, you just you just described so many accomplishments. I pictured him having, like, a really dope house by himself oh, and just man. being this really smart, oh, He's weird. like, I'm going to stay home. I'm going to do this weird shit. Probably don't make a lot of money. So if he stay at his parents' house, he really don't have to worry about money. And then his parents are gone... Most of the years. He can just do whatever the fuck he wants. Jeez. And he's trashed the place from from what I read. The place is trash. I mean, he has dead bodies. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) Uh, So Moskvin was charged under Article 244 of the Criminal Code for the um, desecration of graves and dead bodies, a charge which carried up to five years in prison. Damn, that's that's it? That's nothing. Originally, Moskvin was also um, accused of having defaced the graves of Muslims. Considered oh. a hate crime, but this charge was later dropped. Jeez. Like he didn't take those bodies, he just didn't like them? Is that... Like he just like... Fuck, like like kicked the tombstone over. Like he didn't take... Like, are you saying there I, was... I thought it said... Um, like he just, he just fucked those graves up, he didn't take those people? Is what I'm just as guessing. I thought he took them and then like... Like they weren't in. They, pro- they might be the six that of the three that weren't allowed in. Yeah, maybe no Muslims allowed in here. Yeah, damn. Imagine, imagine being a necrophiliac and and racist. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I fuck bodies, but like I don't fuck black people. Yeah, I don't fuck. I don't fuck uh, Asian people. I only fuck pure white European people yeah. that are dead. So yeah, it said he defaced the graves of Muslims. So right. Yeah, so um, after a psychiatric evaluation, it was determined that Moskvin suffered from, inf- suffered from a form of paranoid schizophrenia. Mm. In the hearing on May 25, 2012, 
Leninsky District Court of Nizhny Novgorod deemed Moskvin unfit to stand trial. Releasing him from criminal liability, he was instead uh, sentenced to um, very tight medical measures, so he was just put in a loony bin right. and then closely watched over time. Um, the prosecution was satisfied with the decision and did not appeal the verdict. Uh, Moskvin was removed to a psychiatric clinic with his with his state to be reviewed regularly. So, like, almost every year, every couple of years, he was... Making sure he's still yeah, yep. taking his medicine and everything like that. Yeah, uh, so in February 2013, a hearing approved an extension of his psychiatric treatment. His treatment was again extended in April 2014. And this is not that long ago. Yeah. Um. And yet, and yet again in July 2015. In 2014, a spokesperson stated, after three years of monitoring him... In a psychiatric clinic, it is absolutely clear that Moskvin is not mentally fit for trial. He will therefore be kept in a psychiatric treatment at the clinic. And as of 2019, every request of extension of Moskvin's treatment has been approved. Okay. So he's still at a psych ward, basically. Oh, yeah, he's still there. Yeah. Got it, got it, got it. So um, in an interview after his arrest, Moskvin stated he felt great sympathy for the dead children and thought they could be brought back to life by either oh. science or black magic. Oh, wow. I mean, he says some crazy shit in here. It's mm. like, oh, yeah, this dude is fucking crazy. Yeah, that's dark, man. That's as an dark. ex, Yeah, as an expert on, Kel- on Celtic culture, Mosvin learned that the ancient Druids slept on graves in order to communicate with spirits of their dead. Mm. He also studied the culture of the, peoples, the people of Siberia, in particular the ancient Yukits, mm. and discovered they had a similar practice of communicating with the dead. Mosvin Mas- began searching for obituaries, and recently deceased children. When he found a bit, it's crazy how you looking for obituaries and then go, there you go, found one. I'm gonna go yeah, with, I like him. I'm gonna go with this I think I could bring him back. Wow. Uh, so when he found an obituary that spoke to him, mm. spoke to him, um, he would sleep on the child's grave in order to determine if the spirit was, if the spirit wished to be brought back to life. Mosvin claimed he had been doing this for around 20 years. And insisted, um, insisted that when he began, he never drug, he never dug up a grave without the permission of the children within. So he spoke to these people, and they these, gave him these pr- children. He got consent. Yep, he had to sleep. We we we, we, res- we respect a, we respect the person who who gets consent before they do things to people. You know. Yeah, he slept there. It wasn't, was like, wasn't unconsensual. Yeah, I'm slept. I'm got to get permission first from within, and then if they want to be come back to life. And I'll dig him up. This is dark, man. So as he grew older, it became physically painful for him to sleep on the graves. So he began bringing the bodies home where it would be more comfortable to sleep near them. Oh, so he he got to a point where he couldn't keep couldn't drinking him. water out of the ground yeah. and sleeping in haystacks. He needed to he needed to end his night uncomfortable in a bed. Yeah. I got I got I'm gonna just dig him up. I think he wants to come back. So I'm gonna just dig him up. Yeah, my sciatica, then. man. I got you know. I <laughs> Take him back home. I can't sleep on this hard ground. So he hoped the spirits would be more willing to speak in a safe welcoming home and that they might be easier to hear when they were no longer underground. Yeah. So we put out some cheese on a cutting board, some grapes, you know, we got some cocktails out and just, you know, he said kick, they will be easier it. to hear. Yeah. When they're no longer underground. Kicking it, just kicking it in his apartment. So after exhuming the corpse, Mosfin researched mummification theories and mm. techniques in an attempt to preserve the bodies. He dried the corpse using a combination of salt and baking soda mm. and then cash the bodies insecure, dry places in and around cemeteries. Once the bodies dried, he carried them to his home 
where he used various methods to make dolls. Oh. Make dolls in in an attempt to give the children functional bodies to be used when they eventually discovered a way to bring them back to life. It's like real life voodoo doll shit, man. Yep. Feeling their physical remains were too decayed and ugly for them to feel comfortable or happy, unable to prevent the bodies from withering and shrinking as they dried, mm. he would wrap the limbs in strips of clothing and stuff the body cavities with rags and padding to provide fullness. Oh my God. Yep. Sometimes adding wax masks decorating with decorated this. with nail polish over the faces before dressing them in brightly colored children's clothes and wigs. This is the most fucking terrifying thing I've ever. This is like have you ever seen House of Wax? Yeah. This is like the movie House of Wax. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's not it's not as that looked way more professional because everybody yeah, was yeah, saying, no. oh, yeah, dressed yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just, they just laying there over yeah, the trash. With, with, with uh, Salvation Army clothes wrapped around them and yeah, stuff like that. Exactly. This is like, I don't know if you've ever seen Human Centipede, right? Yes, it's, I it's, But I'm saying, see, I don't think, I don't know if you've ever done the whole full sequence of Human Centipede. It's two of them, ain't it? There's like four of them. Four, there might be five two. Human Centipede. Two. See, the thing about Human Centipede that makes it genius, and it's one of the most disturbing snuff films I've ever seen. Yes. The first one isn't that bad. I mean, it's it's a crazy concept, but it's, you know, this German scientist, he turns these people into the human centipede, right? Yeah. The human centipede, two is about a security guard yeah. who works at a parking garage, yeah. and he watches the human centipede movie. Yeah. So its inception is breaking the fourth wall. It's like in this second sequel... The Human Centipede is a fake movie, yep. and the security guard it's the, yeah. is uh, w- loves the movie and wants to make his own Human Centipede. Yeah, and he does it with people that he beats over the head yep. that who, who get their cars out of the garage, and he makes the most disgusting and real yeah. Human Centipede. Because in the movie, is there's you know he's a surgeon and he does yeah. it right and cuts their mouth this certain kind of way with the fucking scalpel and sews it together, so it's like it's pretty. It's yeah. done. And, and this dude and did it in a fucking garage and it's oil everywhere yeah. and car grease and the people they're bloody and it it looks terrible and all these kind of things. That is what he did at his house. Yeah. It's Imagine like, waking up with your, your mouth to somebody's ass. I mean, it's been a couple nights, man. I, I, I you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's um I'm going to continue my story. <laughs> Uh, these details made the <laughs> so these details made the bodies appear to be large homemade dolls, which prevented their discovery. It was unclear. Now they didn't look like. Oh, come now, on, man! Like if somebody th- went there, they go, "Wow, yeah, you have a really th- cool doll collection." I think so, man. Come on, bro. Those <laughs> <laughs> really cool so, that, doll is, that doll is five eight. That's yeah. a really big doll. I think so. Wow. Yeah, I think it so, allowed man. him to not get caught. No, he didn't get caught because people didn't come over to his house, man. Think so. Yeah, man, if you walked into my house right now and I had 26 dolls who were all over the height of 5'5", five five, wrapped in old, dirty clothes and had weird uh, wax masks on them, you'd go, oh, man, where'd you get all these? Uh- Randomly, though? Like, if I've been over here, I come over here every week. If I come over sure. here just today and you got dolls, then yeah. But, but if like you've been doing man. this been 20 years sure. and you get one, two, I don't think nobody's going to catch on. Okay, let's go. Oh, he started a doll collection like 20 years ago. Yeah. And, and, uh, okay, so if I had one doll on the couch, 5'8", wrapped up in crazy clothes, you just, and I go, I'm not yeah, man, to- I go, hey, man, I'm, I started doing the art thing. I'm, I'm, I'm making dolls out of, you know, hay. You just go, oh, okay, cool, man, let's go record. I'll be like, I would joke like, is that a body or something like that? And, or I, go, like, and I go, 
is it a body? What? Yeah. Come on, is it a body? And you yeah. go, okay, cool. And I go, no, not with you, that reaction. You no. move on and I go, is it a body? Like, I, yeah, friend, I went to the cemetery and I dug up a body in the middle of the night yeah. and then I brought it here and wrapped it in clothes and put a, a wax mask on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a body. Yeah. That's not with that reaction, though. Oh, okay. But I left something in my car <laughs> and I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't come back. That'd be it. <laughs> but I wouldn't go. I'd be like, is that a body? I just jokingly go yeah, yeah. and just like. And if I played it cool, my, you wouldn't. In the back of my head, see how I, I back of my head, I'd be like that's that's weird, kind of weird. You just store it. But yeah, I was like, that's pretty odd. Man. Okay, he's like sitting on the couch, got a TV on. That's what I'm like, saying. <laughs> <laughs> Bella's not sitting on the couch. Yeah, she loves Bella's the couch. Like, yeah, Bella's. Now old, I'm like, now I'm like, well, I don't know about this one. <laughs> Bella's just like in the corner, like, what the fuck is. <laughs> uh, yeah, so these details made the bodies appear to be large homemade dolls, which rendered their discovery. Um, it was unclear if each doll contained a full set of human remains. Oh, my God. So Moskvin was aware that he was committing a crime, but felt the dead children were calling out. It's more important. He can bring them back. Yep, to be rescued and believed that rescuing the children was more important than obeying the law. He was also, he was also motivated by his own desire to have children, specifically a daughter. So Moskvin often regretted that he never had children. And, and at one point he attempted to adopt a young girl against his wishes of his parents, against the wishes of his parents. But his application was declined due to his low income. Do you know how old, he, like his parents, like, I don't is know. he old now? Like, do you know? He was born in 66. He's not even that old. He could right. still have a kid. Yeah. He could have still had a kid in 2005. Yeah. That's the crazy thing to me is that you're telling me his parents are still alive, all these things. So I go, Wait, is he like 90 years old? Like, no, he's in his 50s. He can still have a kid in his 50s. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't want to have a kid in my 50s. But you can still have a kid in your 50s. Yeah. He just gave up. No, should have had a kid. Yep. So Mosvin denied any sexual attraction to the dolls and instead considered them to be mm. his children. Yeah, okay. He spoke to and interacted with the corpse, mm -hmm. sang songs to them, watched cartoons with them, Jesus and Christ. even held birthday parties and celebrated holidays for their benefit. Goddamn terrifying. So, I mean, um, that is the 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 imagery of this dude being in an apartment surrounded by dead bodies with a cake that's he lit, he like sneaks he's like light, lights the candles and sneaks them out like shh surprise yeah. and there's just bodies fucking scattered throughout the thing standing with hands on hips and now, drinks now, in hands now when you but say in that, his mind in his mind everybody's laughing and yeah, you know it's, it's it's, the lights are on and the, oh man that's a cake nice good cake it, oh my god he's crazy now what do you think how do you think these are if you walk into his room right now mm -hmm. his house whatever mm -hmm. how do you think these bodies are like set up I think every in my mind, everybody yeah. has its own personality. It's like one one is you know uh, got his got his uh, foot up, you know on a on a stool, kind of with with a with with his elbow on the knee. It's kind of like uh, the Captain Morgan logo. Mm -hmm. We got another body over in the corner sitting on a stool mm -hmm. with a with a cup in his hand. We got another body laid out on the couch with with like feet up on the couch, chilling, watching TV. Everybody's doing their own thing. Yeah. I don't now that we've painted this picture, he's saying he's watching cartoons. I don't think it's Initially, when you told me, I thought it was just like bodies just like thrown in the all around, laying on the ground, just tossed around like rag dolls. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, no, he's got them set up. He's got them strings on them. Some of them are like, you know, hanging, you know, got like they're reaching like for something. Alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like one of one of them's got he's got strings like it's reaching yeah. for something off the top shelf. Uh, it, it's a whole intricate thing to me in my mind. So you think he's that gifted to have them all set up, 
different based on their personality. I don't know if gift is the word I want to use, but he's crazy <laughs> enough. He went and got bodies out of the ground and made them into mummies and all this stuff. And he was talking about doing making black magic to bring them back to life. Yeah, I think he can get some nylon string and fucking tie their arm up to be in the air to make the birthday party more fun. You think he got time to do that? He's boots on the ground. Does he have time to do that? What else is he? All he does is 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 live in the world of dead bodies. Yeah, but he got he got to go and find some more. He found twenty six, man. All right. And you 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 every time you get one, you 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 add to it and do what you want to make it your personality. I all think right. every everybody had names. I think it was a whole thing. Everybody had their own name and all that. So, for the listeners out there, you can go look the story up. Um, Antonoli Mosk Moskvin. You can go to Google and go to Antonoli Moskvin and then mm-hmm. go to photos and. The pictures that come up. Oh, there's pictures. So I'm gonna show you what how these bodies are distributed uh, around the around the I'm, flat. I don't, okay? I don't know if I'm ready to see these, man. And there are one, two, three. These are four, four bodies. I'm gonna show you, and I'm gonna show you him at the end. So this is body number one here. Oh God, that's body number one. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she's dressed like the girl from the big comfy couch. Yeah. Oh God. Yep. Oh God, that's disturbing. Yeah. And does that look like it's set up based on his personality to you? Yeah, she looks like she's just got her arms folded like this around herself, like a b-boy stance, okay. and she looks like she's laying sideways, like she looks like she's taking a nap. All right. <laughs> that's the person that means she's tired. Okay. This is that body. is fucking disturbing. This is body number two. Wait. Oh, in the middle. Oh, wow. Yeah. With the purple. Oh, wow. Yeah, You couldn't yeah, even see it. All the trash. No, nah, man. That's a hoarder's house. Because they had a party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they partying in it. Yeah, it returned, they turned up. Um, Funny enough, this looks like a scene from Hoarders. So, yeah, absolutely. looks like yeah. a person. It looks like, yeah, she's sitting She's sitting up like this. Is she? Yeah. Is she sitting know, up? Yes, Fran. <laughs> she's got her arms. She's got both her arms on the arms of the chair. <laughs> yeah, man. She's chilling. What chair? I don't know. <laughs> Stack of newspapers chair. I don't know. It looks like she's sitting on something propped up. Like, trash. like she's sitting in a rocking chair. You didn't even know where she was at. I, <laughs> admittedly, no. I, it's hard to see. This. Every, it just looks like, it's like a pile of nonsense. This is the most, this is so fucking creepy. You man. didn't know where the body was. Books, trash, shit, all over place. Wait, she, so when he said he has like thousands of books, that's how they're kept? Yes. Oh, I thought he had like a library and like, <laughs> they're just in stacks. Oh, he's just a hoarder, man. Look at body number three. <laughs> wait, is that a lion mask? Wait, wait a minute, man. What the fuck is the? This is is this real? Yes. Now that one's She's just thrown on some like some some uh some albums, just like all the other ones, some vinyl man. records. Nah, this one's different. This one, this one is, isn't cared for as much. That's like a teddy bear yeah. head and like. Is that the face? Yes. I'm making sure I'm trying to. I'm seeing the it right. That looks like a, a a Care Bear. Yes, exactly what it looked like. That is fucking disturbing, man. Sitting up. It's that's, sitting up, just like you said. That's definitely like a little kid. That's a smaller body. They're probably all little kids, right? That's yes, they're all kids. They're all his daughters. Oh, God. That's so fucking creepy. They're yeah. all kids. They're oh, all... man. I've missed, I missed. I forgot that detail. He's all his children. Oh, God. Well, he doesn't care about that one as much. No. The other, ones, the other ones are a little more propped up. The first one looked like it was on a couch. Yeah. Um, And this is the last one. <sighs> can't, that's the I last can't. one. Yeah. Oh God. See, look, this one, but this one's got like his hands in his lap, and it's kind of laid up against the wall. Look, it looks like they're sitting in the corner listening to music. I think they are set up that way because they all 
decomposed bodies that can't you can't bend them enough. So he just got them. Oh, this one stays like this. Up, yeah. So I have to lean in and get something that supports the way it sits. Oh my god! See his bookshelf, his books. That is not a. <laughs> I really. In my mind, I thought this was a dude who, you know, he abstained from sex, doesn't drink, probably wears a suit every day, and has a nice collection of books that are organized in a library. And then you show me these photos. Got and tape, this... white tape. Like, these are uh, people, man. These crazy. are children. That is the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. Just sitting in a room. Just propped up in all corners. And... So this is him. This who? is him. This is Moxman. Yeah, he looks like he did that yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. That's him, yep. And he comes in, he's like, who wants to watch Paul Patrol today? Yeah. Elizabeth, do you want to watch Pole Patrol today? I know you love Pole Patrol. That's creepy, man. Like, no, 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 Yasini. You cannot watch uh, Yo Gabba Gabba until Elizabeth watches Pole Patrol. We know the schedule mm. of the television. Yeah. Rules are rules. And it's just dark in this room and nobody's talking and nothing's happening. And he's just talking in a room full of dead bodies. That is the most disturbing thing I've ever thought of in my life. But in, again, in his mind, they're like, party, please, man. please, can we please watch Yo Gabba Gabba? Yeah. No, 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 not until we watch Paw Patrol. The rules are the rules, and it's, the lights are on, and the books are probably in bookshelves. And in his mind, everything's great. Oh, my yeah. God, that is fucking nuts. Yeah, um, so that's Antonoli Moskvin. <sighs> Does he have a nickname? I mean, what no, you that's his name. Yeah, he, 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 doesn't, he did too much <laughs> shit. We, don't, we can't even think of a nickname. For that this. is his name. Jesus Christ. Uh, he's just known for having 26 mummified girls discovered in his home. Jesus. That's what he's known for. Oh my God. Um, yeah, man. So that was my affirmative murder this week. Uh, shout out to, I can't remember who, who put the story up, but shout, shout out to you. Shout out to you. Thank that, you. The picture point. was eye catching to me, and I was like, oh, I want to do that. Was story. it one of the four you just showed me? Yeah, it was the first one. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it was the first one. Jesus. Yep, it was just, yeah, man. Just terribly dressed. <laughs> It's 2000. This is like 2006, right? Yeah. yeah. Those are terrible clothes. Those are terrible clothes. Well, you probably got them from the well, I mean, Salvation Army. Army yeah. Like oh, but yeah, so that's Anthony Moskvin. You look those people look those pictures up because don't. It's it's don't. Jesus. All right. Yeah. Oh my God. Um. Wow. What we're gonna do is I need a drink of water and maybe some vodka, and Jesus, uh, I need to just recollect. And so we're gonna. Take a break, and when we come back, it's my turn to tell you some fucked up shit, so stick around. All right, and we are back, Fran. Uh, before I get into my affirmative murder, I just wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Laura. She's the host of the wonderful Fall Line podcast. Um, she actually messaged me and offered me um, all the information on the case that I'm doing this week because she filed a Freedom of Information Act her and her team over at the Fall Line fall, uh, filed a Freedom of Information Act back in 2019, and then they, but they decided not to do the case, and they, she sent me the information for me to do the case this week, and the case I'm covering this week is the story of Tamala Horsford. So, people who are maybe be unfamiliar with Tamala Horsford, there was a story that came out like two years ago. Um, you might have been on Facebook or on Twitter, and you see, oh, this black lady, look at this photo. This black lady went to this slumber party, and. They were all hanging out, and then she just was dead the next morning. Oh, nobody, yeah, yeah, yeah. nobody knows what happened, mm -hmm. but there was never much information. It was like whatever was over top of the photo is what you had to go with. Like, yeah, she was beaten up and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So it was always a story I was interested in, but I could, I never had all the information. Yeah. Because there's, it's not a, it's not a story that was delved into too deeply, and, and you know, and, and and then disseminated properly. It just was like, oh my god, you know, it was always like, you know, 
some some pro black shit like oh my god can we got justice for her she went to this party with all these white people and then the next morning she was dead and they're saying it was an accident yeah well um like i said the fall line filed a freedom of information act which is something i would love to learn how to do where you know we we don't really do facts here mm. this is actually the most research i've ever done for an uh, um a story um cool. usually we kind of disseminate stories uh that other people have done the, the groundwork on and you know what i try to do sometimes is even if i'm you know giving somebody the you know the website or the person the credit of the story i'll try to t you know rewrite it a little bit to make it feel like more of my own mm -hmm. but this one i really i mean i was looking at case reports police interviews sketches of the body in the backyard all, it, was, it was crazy the amount of information that she sent me so i just want to say thank you to laura from, good for you good for her yeah I, I really appreciated her and just um between her and billy jensen there's been a lot of people over at that exactly right network that have really um uh um given us some good looks and and been really cool uh like a, uh, i think i mentioned on here before i'm actually doing a small voice part on an episode of the fall line which will be coming out in the next couple weeks or so so i'm really excited to hear that Shout out to Laura. Thank you very much. And shout out to the Fall Line Podcast. And um, Fran, my affirmative murder this week is the story of Tamala Horsford. Okay. Okay. So <clears throat> on the morning of November 4th, 2018 in Forsyth, Georgia, after a night of drinking at some kind of football party sleepover, it, it, it's, it really was an interesting. I've never heard of an event like this for over 40. Uh, not never. It just is a weird event. So basically the owner of the house was having Wanted to, wanted to like get drunk with her friends, mm -hmm. but didn't want to go out and there'd be Ubers and people getting too drunk and everything. So she decided she wanted to have an event at her home. And these are adult. These are all ladies. adult people. These are all people in their forties. Okay. And so it's like, oh, come here and just get drunk here and you sleep here, everybody. Yeah. So she, they put, eh. she, it's not strange, yeah. but it's, it is strange. It, yeah. For, it, it wouldn't be strange if they were all 23. I'm not right. age shaming, right, but right. like they, these people have kids and all these, it's just, I'm it was just. Home. Thank you. Yeah. Right. You know, drunk, drunk or not, somebody come pick me up. I'm going home to sleep in my bed. I'm, yeah. I'm 42. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was weird, but whatever. We'll move on from that because everybody consented. It wasn't, it was, it was a lot of people there. It wasn't just like two people. So that, that would make it more weird. It was yeah, a lot yeah. of people. It was a lot of adults who consented to this. So it, you know, it, it must be more normal to them. Yeah. It'll be weird, but yeah. Um, so, uh, 40 year old mother of six, Tamala Tammy Horsford's lifeless body was found horribly bruised face down in the backyard by the homeowner, uh, Jean Myers, wow. her aunt. Her aunt slept, sleeps in the basement. So Jean Myers found Tamala Horsford the next morning laying face down, like like fate, like her nose in the ground. Yeah. Right? She's got six babies at home. Six kids and a husband. Mm -hmm. According to attendees of the event, the 12 of them had come over for a pajama party. Tamala arrived around 8 o'clock that night. By the homeowner's account, all of the females at the house were drinking heavily, and Tamala arrived with a bottle of tequila in hand. She took a shot of Fireball when she got there okay. and continued to drink her tequila with Mountain Dew or water mixed in. This is according to John Myers and some other partygoers. Party so they were turned up. You know, I mean, they, you know, again, this is, I, again, I'm not trying to age shame, but this just feels like so weird to think of a bunch of people in their 40s at home, drinking tequila shots and fireball shots. I mean, I understand yeah. some some glasses of wine. Even if they're, I'm not saying it's a boring night, but I'm just saying it's just crazy to me that 12 women got together. There was a pajama two, there party, was a pajama party, and they're like throwing shots back. Yeah. And I mean, I understand a couple of shots, but when I get to what I'm getting to, they're saying that Tamela Horsford came over to this house and drank a whole bottle of tequila by herself at so, a at a pajama party, not a frat, like, not a frat party. 
a birthday party, a 40th birthday, something or a retirement, something where it makes sense to go like go nuts. Yeah. This is a pajama party. It's a pajama jammy jam. Yeah. And she's the, the token black person. I don't know. Okay. I don't want to. I don't know Tamala, and she's not. I don't. Not, none of the accounts that I got was like she was some kind of buck dancing. Like I'm Tamala. Hey guys. I you know let's. We're all white. I, that's not the vibe I got. She seemed like a very real person down to earth, and she got invited to this party because I mean like she's the. Well, to she's them, the, maybe it was like, let's invite she's the, Tam. Yeah, yeah. She's cool. She's nice. We like yeah, her. Yeah. So add some flavor to the party. That's very much Jesus. possible. That's, That's what very, they say? Good. I hope not. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not there for the conversations. I just show up, and I am that. I'm like, oh, yeah, Alvin's here. I don't know what they say before I get there. Black guy walks in. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, man. Happy. oh, man. I didn't, yeah. No, it's definitely. No, I, I remember one time I was at a wedding. I went to a wedding, and uh, it was I was the, it was a friend's. Fam, a friend's parents' friend's wedding, right? Okay. So it was. I was super detached, mm. but I was the plus one. Yeah. And I went to get a drink from the thing, and like two kind of my age white dudes came up, who I guess like knew the thing, and they're like, "Hey, what's up, man? Hey, yeah, you gonna do, uh, do a shot with us?" Da, 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 da. And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, cool." So you cool. didn't know these people at all? No, not at all. Okay. Cool. And I'm doing the shots, and they go, and and then I like looked away, and they go, "Uh, hey, Kanye," and like like hit me on my <laughs> hit me on. My sh- so so I just went so so. <laughs> so Wait a second. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they'll just call you. Oh, man, man, white fratty dudes are nuts, yo. They'll just throw some shit at you, right? Oh, but I, instead of making a scene, because, again, I'm at my friend's parents' yeah. friend's wedding. Yeah. So I can't, I don't have the, I can't, I'm, I didn't drive. So I can't just be like, what the What the fuck did you say? So I just went, so I just, um. so I just, like, I kind of gave him the, like, okay. And I, I like, pat him on his shoulder, yeah. and then I walked away. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, But I couldn't. Go off, yeah. Because I'm so, det- I'd, I'd be the black dude. Like, what is that? What that black dude's like freaking yeah, out yeah, over yeah. there. So, in, in order to avoid that situation, I just kind of went, all right, yeah, hold on, yeah, come here. And then I went back and just didn't talk to those people for the rest of yeah. the night. You know, and did I, you do the shot? What? Did you do the well, shot? we had already done the shot, oh. and then I'm looking, oh, you know, for my friends dancing yeah, on the yeah, dance yeah. floor, and I'm, and they go, hey, hey, Kanye, so I guess to be like, do another one, or yeah, you know, what do you, you know, and and he might have meant it. In my but he might have meant it completely harmlessly, right? But in my mind, while I'm looking this way, he's looking at his friend like, "Hey, watch this, bro. I'm gonna call this. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to sneak this little quick little thing in real yeah. quick. Hey, uh, Kanye. Uh, uh, hey, man. Like, and then move on. Hey, Kanye. Hey, man. Uh, you wanna do another shot? And it's like, okay. Oh yeah, Kanye. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, cool. I'll fuck you. I would fuck you up if this was like if this was my friend's parents' wedding. Yeah. If it was just one degree closer of yeah. me being comfortable here, yeah. I'd punch you in your face. Yeah. But I, okay, I'm kind of, yeah, and I just walked away. So yeah, I don't know. I, don't I, happened, know. I have That happened to me one time. I was, we was on a cruise, it's me and Miles. Shout out to my boy, my boy Miles. We was on a cruise and this white, this white girl was talking. She was like, something about Lil Wayne. She uh-huh. goes, oh, I know you know who Lil Wayne is. I was like. <laughs> but you do know who Lil Wayne is. Yeah. But I know what you mean. Yeah. He was like, and I was like, like, you know what? I know you want some chicken. Yeah. You know, it's like that kind of thing. It's like, this conversation is over. <laughs> Lucky you're a woman, and I'm here to have a good time. So I'm going to go ahead about my business. Well, I know you know who I know yeah. you know who he is because you're black. Yeah. <laughs> Had me hot. I was hot to that one. Man. <laughs> uh, anyway, so back, back to the story. So they say, you know, Tamala was drinking tequila that she came with uh, mixed with Mountain Dew and wat- or, or water mixed in. They're yeah. really, they're kind of unsure. Miss Myers also stated that at about midnight, everyone, guys included, because there was two guys. There was um, John Myers' boyfriend mm-hmm. and um, um, one of the women's uh, husbands was there as well. But they were—they right. say they were in the basement watching football. 
but it was because it's girls' night. Yeah. But they ain't got nothing else to do. They didn't have nothing else to do. So they, they, on, they asked if they could watch football in the basement. Come on, guys. Right. So so they're watching football in the basement, but then they come up at some point and they're all hanging out. So everyone went around went to bed around 1.30 in the morning, including the guys. Uh, but before that, they were all sitting around a table in the living room playing cards against humanity, and white people love that game. I don't think that game is as much of a hit as like all black functions. It's, it's not. just not as it's not as hilarious. It's not at all. Yeah, it, it's very it's a very witty game. Yeah, it is. It's like how do you solve war? <laughs> Put a duck in the back and then see what happens. Yeah, and they're like, oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah. And they get the card. Yeah. Black people like to play like you know um, charades and black card revoked and things that like, people you where you can get amped. Yeah. You know, that game is whack. Only reason why I play it is to win because I'm competitive. So yeah, like, yeah, but it's, I'm never having like a ball playing no. cards against humanity. No, I know, you know? dying laughing. <laughs> I'm, like, like, <laughs> I'm never cracking up. Like, it's always the worst. Like, man, what did Barack Obama do to to become president? Yeah, eat mustard. Yep. You're like, what? Yeah, and then somebody. But whenever I'm the token black dude of the parties, they love. They're cracking up. <laughs> dying laughing. Eat mustard. You win. <laughs> that was the best one. It's like okay, cool. <laughs> so, so they were all playing that, and I maybe Tamala was having a blast too, you know. So I, I like to, in yeah. my mind, in my mind, she's one of us. So she's like, I mean, like when she loses, cause she, cause she thought hers was funny, and yeah. they go, I'm gonna have to go with the one about the bird feed. And yeah. She goes, I mean, I thought mine was funnier right. than that. I, that wasn't funny at all. But okay, I don't really get the rule. She seemed like that, like. I don't really get what we're doing, but yeah. here's a card. I put a card down. <laughs> I just feel like she just was very much like, I don't know. This, She's here. I'm here. I'm, having, I'm making the best of it. Go I'm having a good time. It. It's not funny to me, but like, whatever. Hard cards against humanity. That's yeah. what they wanted to play. That's what Tamala was doing in my mind. <laughs> the game continued for about an hour, and they stopped. People began cleaning up and getting ready uh, to settle in for bed for the night. This is a six-bedroom house. It's not huge, but it's a, it's a pretty big house. Again, I've never heard of a sleepover it's, it's this weird it's this weird kind of um angle on a sleepover to me because even if I had a sleepover four years ago or maybe I have a I have a, maybe I have a sleepover now sleepover feels weird to say yeah. but I have some some fellas over we're watching the game we said we're gonna get some drinks and, and we all just kind of fall asleep you know what I mean like everybody I go to bed but yeah. then two of you guys stay up watch yeah, yeah you know but in this night even they're getting all turned up and fucked up drinking to the face fireball shots and they go all right, guys. Well, the game is over now, and we're all gonna go to our own separate bedrooms. Yeah, that's now. that's. It, it sounds weird, yeah. right? Like yeah, it it's just, just ends. To, it's supposed to like it's slow. It, des- it one dissipates. Goes to like oh, I'm tired. Okay, yeah. cool. We're gonna stay but up. No, it was like bedtime. Yeah, that's whack. Also, the men is is what I don't like. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. that's the part that threw me off. I don't it, like the men being in. It's weird. It's weird. And Tamala's husband, I'll get to, didn't like, he, he, he was under the impression that it was all ladies. That's how it should be. Yeah, exactly. Men, <laughs> yeah. if it's all girl, no men. Man, you could do. Go find something to do, house, man. You, why do you, you want to be at the girls' night? Why do you, you want to be at the girls' night? Go, go, go to your other friends. The two of you go to <laughs> go to the husband's house. Go out. Go Talk to a bar or something. Go watch the game at a bar. I don't like the men being there. Yeah, it's like weird. That. But like I said, so the party just kind of just it ended. The game was over, and There's they're like, time. "All right, well, game's over now. So good, good night, guys." And Tamala was like, "No, guys, I'm like, come on, stay up, let's hang out." And they were like, "No, we're just beat, Tam. We're gonna go to bed." Was anybody drunk? Everybody who should have been a like little that. bit drunk, but who drunk? You end up, you end up part like that's what I'm saying. It's weird. It's weird. It's super that's weird crazy. to just be like, okay, now it's one thirty-five, guys. So party's over now. Good night, everybody. Just kind of okay. Good night. We're gonna go in this room. Yeah. This room. Boom, boom, boom. Um, 
yeah, yeah. So, t- like I said, Tamela wanted people to stay up. Yeah. She was being very social and kept engaging everybody in conversation. And at one point in the evening, Tamela even FaceTimed her husband and her children so everyone could see her happy family. Yeah. So, again, okay. she, she was taking tequila to the face and all this kind of stuff they're saying, but she was fully aware and having a good time. She wasn't sloppy drunk. She wasn't, you know, being a mess. She was she was getting faded and having yeah. a good time and showed people her family. Hey, guys, this is my husband. da 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 da, da. So, you know, throughout the night, everybody says she was perfectly coherent. You know, you know, it wasn't she wasn't falling over the place drunk. Yeah, she was she was drinking, but she was perfectly there and having a good time and talking to people. As a matter of fact, they say there was somebody else that was there who they were concerned about, Mm. who was fucked up, like a little a little too drunk. You know, when people remember the time we hanging out with Earl. Oh, yeah. 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 Earl's a friend of ours. And Earl got fucked up one night. He was falling on the cars and he almost died at my house. It was crazy. <laughs> Sorry. I've never seen somebody just fall straight back. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, he and like he almost hit his head on the dresser, and the dresser had like knobs, these little sharp knobs. Like you almost died, you know. So, but Tamala, <laughs> so Tamala wasn't like that. But there was somebody there who was like yeah. that. But it wasn't Tam. That person should have went home because they can like ruin it, throw up. Yeah, what Earl did it. <laughs> threw up, he threw up all over my bed. Oh my God! Shout out to Earl, I guess. But yeah, no, Tamala wasn't like that. Yeah, yeah. I know what that's like. I've seen that firsthand several times. <laughs> yeah. So Tamala, everybody by all accounts, everybody goes. She was. I mean, she was having some drinks. She was smoking a little weed, but she was having. Some, she was having a good time. Yeah. No, there was. She was. Nobody was concerned about Tamala. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I said, after the cleanup was complete, the party separated and left Tamala in the living room. So she slept. She. She. Again, she left her six children and her husband. I'm not saying this was her plan. But she left her six children and her husband to go to a sleepover and hang out with friends. And then at one point in the night, everybody just left her alone in the room, in the bedroom. It's like I would have been like, I could have just I could have just hung out here until eleven and just had a party night. Cause now I'm just going to sleep alone. I'm not so even staying w- up talking to she somebody. She was in one of the bedrooms by herself? She was in the living room. Living room by herself. Everybody self. else went off to rooms. So she didn't have a room? And some people left. So okay. it went down it went down from like twelve to maybe six. Yeah. They're not weird people left. I ain't calling everybody weird, but you know, they was like, ah, oh, we're gonna go home. Yeah, like, yeah, like it's not enough room or something. Yeah, yeah. we're adults. I want to <laughs> sleep in my own bed. Yeah, yeah, there's people that left at like eleven thirty. Somebody else left at one. I'll get yeah. to that. But but yeah. I get I get what's her name again? I'm sorry, Tamala. Tamala, I do get Tamala. She has a six kids. I have two, so yeah, she's getting a little she break. Has six, she's getting a little break. She's I get like, that. I, wanna, I I completely understand that. I get that. That's not what I'm. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying know, I'm almost saying, like her just, disappointment of. Yeah. Oh man, everybody's going to bed, and I'm sleeping I'm by here myself. By my, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I could have just stayed. Home. I could have just. I could have just came to this as a party yeah. and left at midnight. Now you're vulnerable by yourself. It just feels not even just vulnerable, but it, but it, it feels weird to be in somebody else's house alone. Like you know, yeah, nobody to talk to. You're a little faded. You still want to hang out, and everybody yeah. just left. You're yeah. like, oh, I guess I'll just fucking watch TV. Yeah. Why don't I have a room? I don't know. <laughs> Again, I don't. I don't want. <laughs> I don't think it was like racist. Like. Everybody gets a room and Tamala sleeps in the list. I don't. I don't think it was that way. It. It is. I hope Tamala wasn't at the bottom of the list. You know I, what I mean? I get it. Where it's like, well, I can't I get a room. I, just can't, I, can't I get a room. It, I get a room. I get a room. I get a room. And then Tamala can sleep in the living room. I can't help it. I can't I help. It. I get it. But also uh, d- a detail that I didn't write down, but I figured out uh, from um, um, reading um, um, interviews. Okay, is that the one of the women whose husband was there? Tamala and her were really good friends. Okay. And Tamala had planned on sleeping with her. With her. But her husband, but her husband was like, nah, we're going to sleep. And go bang. Why? I it's don't like, know, I why? guess. 
He shouldn't even. He shouldn't, shouldn't have been, been there. there. He shouldn't have been there. But Tamala slept there. Tamala had planned on sleeping in the room with her, and then she goes, "Oh, sorry, my husband's here. He wants to sleep in the room. Sorry, girl." And then, but Tamala goes, "Okay, well, um, she put her phone next to this lady's phone and goes, well, at least our our phones can sleep together, girl. You know, because she's just having a good time. She's like, whatever. All right, okay, I get it. If my husband was here, I'd do the same thing. You know, she was. She seemed yeah, like yeah. she was very much like, I get it, girl. Whatever. But our phones are here. I put my phone next to yours. Our phones are sleeping together. Key, key, key. You know, it was. She didn't. Yeah. She wasn't like upset about it. But imagine but, you and Sierra come to my house to go to sleep. To oh, it's super it. weird. Like, um, but also imagine this in fifteen years because they're all like yeah, forty. That's crazy. Yeah, I, mean, I would be like. Yeah, are y'all about to leave or? Yeah, like, no, we're going to sleep. He, this And also, this isn't like a, it, I would even be more okay with this if this was a vacation a home. Yeah, like, yeah, we exactly went to a cabin point. in the woods. Exactly this point. is John Myers' house. Exactly my This point. is just yeah. her home. You know, it's it's really weird to have 12 people come over with the intention of sleeping at your house when you're in your 40s. Yeah. I don't want people at my house now, yeah. let alone to sleep here. Yeah. <laughs> I really want them to come here and, like, eat glizzies. <laughs> <laughs> love that, don't you? Man? <laughs> I really, I, I love that. I love the renaissance yeah. of it. That like the world knows Glizzy yeah. now. That's why I want to use. Where did it come from? It's DC, man. They just you're taking a Glizzy to the face, man. That's wild. Can't go heads up on a Glizzy, you know. And now the world knows it. And now I'm, I'm it just, is a funny term. It's, a, it's, it's a hilarious, hilarious. term for yeah. a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> it is a hilarious term to call a hot dog a Glizzy. Anyway, so um. So everybody starts to go to bed. Everybody uh, breaks up and all that kind of stuff. And they left Tamala in the living room. And this, according to most of the people at the party, was the last time that anyone saw Tamala alive. Mm. There were some people who left, where I'll get to in the middle of the night, who had run-ins with Tamala and stuff, and stuff like that. At around 11.30 p.m., both Nicole and Sarah, I'm going to leave out, um, I used Nicole, I mean, uh, Jean Myers, who's the homeowner's full name, and I'm going to use her boyfriend's full name, but the other people I'm going to just leave out. Okay. Um, their last names. But Nicole and Sarah left the party at around 1130 because they have kids. Yeah. And they're, these are all adult, yeah. adult people. So they had some child care issues. Um, there's also some discrepancies. Some people said there was child care, pets, some people. But again, it's not anything weird. It's just kind of like those little small details. Or excuses that, but I, that I would use. To leave, you're yeah. like, I gotta, I don't want to sleep here. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, I don't, like, I don't want to be rude, but this is weird, and I, yeah, it, it could be. It could I'm be. 40 years old. Why would I want to sleep on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, an air mattress. Thanks. We're not on vacation. I live down the street. I just right. go sleep in my bed. Right. Um. Anyway, so two of the women left at around 11:30 p.m. because of childcare issues, quote yeah. unquote, leaving Madeline, Marcy, Stacy, Michael, Paula, and Thomas. Now Thomas and Stacy are the married couple. Okay. So Stacy is one is the person who um Tamala had a nice little relationship with and had planned on them sleeping together in a in a room. Mm -hmm. But Thomas was like, nah, not tonight. Uh there was also Jennifer who was there, and then uh the boyfriend of Jean Myers, whose name is Jose Barrera. Okay. And then there was also a woman named Bridget in attendance. Uh, and this is something that was said by everybody. Everybody kept saying Tamala was the only smoker in the house. Okay. It but like every that not not like cigarette smoking cigarettes okay. yeah she's also smoking weed too okay. but they everybody said Tamala was the only smoker in the house that night mm -hmm. which is a weird way to phrase something where everybody it's not like oh yeah she kept going out for cigarettes or yeah, yeah she loves cigarettes and or like she had to keep breaking the game to smoke cigarettes they kept saying like she was the only smoker yeah which is a weird thing to 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 give unasked mm -hmm. like it, it was an unasked piece of information and I always find that weird to give it a reason to go outside yeah. But they could have just said, yeah, she would go outside to smoke every every 30 minutes yeah. or whatever. But everybody's saying 
Oh, she was the only person. Only that person. She's yeah. only on, she only person in the house that night that smoked cigarettes. Yeah. So only her would go out. Yeah. And she she would be the only person that would go out there and smoke by herself yeah. because nobody else would be out there with her because nobody else smoked in the house that night. So she would go out there and smoke by herself because she was the only person that smoked in the house that night. That's how I took that. When you go, she was the only person that smoked in the house that night. It means she was out there by herself every time she went out there to smoke cigarettes because nobody else would be out there with her. Yeah. So if she was on the balcony and she fell off. It was because she was smoking cigarettes by herself because nobody else smoked cigarettes. But so that's how I took that information. Um, uh, she had gone out on the deck multiple times to smoke and had left cigarette. Now they say she had gone out multiple times to smoke cigarettes and left cigarette butts like on the edge of the. You know, this is like a railing. Mm-hmm. She would like put the cigarettes up and like they're like lined up along the railing is what they said she did. So there's cigarette she butts have, she all, have many numerous times. Yes, okay. and the cigarette butts just kind of all willy nilly mm-hmm. on the you know one there there was one found like just on the floor of the deck, and um, so yeah, so they're saying she just went out there smoked cigarettes, ashed them out on the railing, and then would leave them there, right? Which is rude, yeah, you know. But again, I just want to I'm going to help paint the picture because I have interviews from her family. Okay, to we're talking about the are we going to believe people who barely knew Tamla or we're going to believe her family? Yeah. So I just want to paint the picture with the information that I've given you so far. Tamla showed up at around 8 o'clock that night with a bottle of tequila in hand. Mm-hmm. She drank most of that bottle of tequila, mixing it with Mountain Dew or water. Yep. Um, and she would go out multiple times and smoke cigarettes and just ash them on the railing and, you know, just leave them about yeah. on the railing. Which So basically, it kind of sounds like Tamla just came in like a wrecking ball. Like, yeah. she, But for me, this level of comfort is years of friendship. Yeah. I wouldn't even come to your house, get faded as fuck. Yeah. Smoke cigarettes, ash them, flick them yeah. onto the grass. Neighbor's yard or some shit. Yeah, like that. you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and for her, for us to be, them saying, yeah, I mean, we all had a good time, but you know, she got really drunk. She drank tequila all by herself. She would go out and smoke cigarettes by herself. There's cigarette butts all out there. And um, she got super drunk and super high. And we don't smoke any of that. And, but she wasn't a problem. She was having a good time. It just felt weird yeah. to me. Anyway, so uh, um, so like I said, she was going out to the backyard, I mean, out to the deck, like the back door, mm. and the home has a security system that notifies John Myers whenever the door opens. Yeah. So whenever the back door opens, she gets like a little notification to the app on her phone. Yeah. Like, it opened at 8.30. It opened at 9.25, all yeah. that kind of stuff, right? So every time, you know, the door opens, she gets a notification. The back door leading to the porch had been opened at 1.49 in the morning, and closed at 150. Oh. So it opened and then a minute later it closed. That's, that's a, a nice short c- that's a short cigarette break. I mean it's a minute. What, 150. What is it? 149 oh, okay, to, to 150. Okay, so I mean nobody cigarette is an event. You know, you smoke it, you you yeah, bust it quick. down. Yeah, yeah. That's super quick though. That's what I'm saying. A minute is crazy. So basically it's they're saying 149 the door opened, 150 it, it closed. At 157 the door opened and then never closed again. Right. Okay. So they believe that's when she went out there for the last time and whatever happened, they say happened, happened. Right. Um, the back door was slightly open when John Myers went to it the following morning. Apparently, Bridget had left the home at 147 a.m. Right. So there was a woman named Bridget there. She left at 147 a.m. Okay. She says she saw Tamala alive in the living room alone. As a matter of fact, Tamala walked her to the door, gave her a hug, said it was a great. You know, we had a great time tonight. Get home safe. Da, 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 da. This is at 147 in the morning. And this woman is 
perfectly coherent and walked her to the door, said goodbye to her, have a good night, get home safe. She didn't like see Tamala passed out on the floor in the living room drunk. Yeah. Or like sloppily getting up. Oh, girl. It it was like, oh, my God, girl, I I had such a good time tonight. Get home safe. It was good seeing you. And we'll see you again soon. We got to do this again soon. That was the the energy Tamala Horsford had at 147 in the morning. And then at 149, the door opened, and at 150, it closed, and then at 157, it opened, and it never closed again. Yeah. They don't know cameras? You got all that they say they cameras? had cameras. The police say they looked at the cameras, and they didn't see anything um, that was that was any alarming. But I've, there's no camera footage that's available to the public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, but they said that the neighbors, you know, they looked at the neighbors' cameras, if they, or they said if the neighbors, you know, police speak. If the neighbors had cameras, we would have looked at them, and we, we've seen no evidence of anything that really would make a difference in the case. Is mm-hmm. what they said. Okay. But again, it's not like I can go on YouTube and look at the video for myself. Right. There's no video of her getting up on the railing and jumping off, basically. There's no, like, um, uh, um, just fucking closed case, golden horseshoe evidence of, oh, yeah, she just, she just got fucking super drunk and just jumped off the deck. Yeah. There's nothing that's like that to make people... To, for, to make me or and all these hundreds of thousands of people sound crazy mm-hmm. to think that there's some foul play involved in this possibly because there's no video evidence to refute anything. It's crazy. Or even corroborate her being super drunk and just fucking falling off the thing. Yeah. Anyway, like I said, the back door opened and never closed again. The woman named Bridget left at 147. She had a contact with Tamala and said she was perfectly coherent and, you know, said goodbye to her and all these kind of things. Yeah. Tamala, uh, I mean, uh, Marcy was another person who was at the party. She left at 4.10 in the morning Okay, for work. All right. Um, apparently, she had got a new job, and she wanted to get there early, and she so she wanted to get home so she could shower okay. and stuff and, right. and, 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 and be, you know, and make a good impression at work. Yeah. But again. Or just go home and not party. Be that's what I mean. This, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, if this was, if Marcy was 20 years old, yeah. I'd go, I get that. Yeah, yeah, you wanted to go have a good time, but also go. Yeah. But also, I'm not 40, and I don't know what it's like to have kids. And like you said, you got two kids. Maybe yeah. every all 12 of these people just wanted to get away for a night. Yeah. They all just wanted to have a little break from kids and everything. Maybe. If you have a new job, you got to make sacrifices. I'm trying to give these people some kind of benefit of the doubt because I don't think that 10 people, 10 evil white people, like, beat this woman to death that night. I think something weird happened, yeah. and somebody in that house know. This is my theory. I think something weird happens and some of these people just think it was a fun night and somebody's not telling the whole truth. Somebody had an agenda. Maybe not an agenda. Maybe they really did get too drunk and they were out smoking a cigarette together and fucking horse playing something or or an argument happened or something. I think something happened, but I don't think everybody knows exactly what happened is my point. So I'm trying to be as diplomatic as I can and going like, yeah, okay, Marcy, you're in your 40s. You got a new job, but you wanted to get drunk at this house. You slept there until 410, set an alarm to get up go home, shower, and go to work. Just, how about, don't fucking, how about leave when the people left at 1130? Yeah. Say you gotta take care of your dog. You know, why sleep there until 4? That's not a good night of sleep. No. Stay there and you sleep until 410 and then fucking, yeah, you gotta get up, get all groggy, and then you're up since 410 to go to work. Possibly hangover. Yeah, that's that's just weird. Anyway, uh, uh, um, another woman named Paula, she left at around 745 in the morning. Okay. And the couple, uh, mm-hmm. So, um, her best friend. Yeah. Well, I don't want oh, okay. Stacy and her right. Stacy and her husband. They left at uh, around eight thirty in the morning. But this is the one that was close. Is that her? That was who was supposed okay. to sleep in the room with her. Yes. Okay. 
Um, presumably, presumably. So now it's now the sun's coming up. People are leaving, and presumably, sometime between one fifty-seven in the morning and uh, eight forty-five, when the aunt who was sleeping in the basement came out and found her, is when Tamala t- died. Sometime okay. in between that time. So in 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 that time, four people have left. Somebody mm-hmm. left at four o'clock. Now they don't go through the back door to leave, obviously, but yeah. they left, and nobody, you know, again, it's just is this weird situation where nobody really. It was it was it was twelve people that were there and like let's say it's twelve of us in a room, right? Mm. And we're all not friends, but like I know you and two of them know one person and they, yeah. every, it was kind of clicky. They were all having a good time, but like these people that left, they didn't give a shit about Tamala. So nobody that was leaving goes, "Oh shit, Tamala's not on the," you know what I mean? Yeah. On the on well, maybe because maybe because she left early or something. No, but that's interesting though because somebody I think it was Stacy left out of the house and she goes. Because Tamala had mentioned something at some point in the night about going home. Oh, okay. But they were like, Tamala, you're kind of drunk. I don't think we don't. I don't know if you should drive home. It's not safe. Yeah. Okay. So I think it was Stacy who left and, and mentioned to the police during the interview. We walked outside and we go, Oh wow, good. Tamala stayed. Is that the one that walked her to the door? She no, to, that was okay. somebody else at one forty seven in the morning. At one forty, it was Bridget, a woman oh, okay. named Bridget. Right. Stacy and her husband left at around eight thirty in the morning, and they left and they remarked like, "Oh, Tamala's car's still here, so good. She didn't drive oh, home. Yeah, okay. She didn't drive home good, but they didn't see her. Maybe they thought she was in the bathroom. Again, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they just thought, but they go, "Oh, her car's still here, good. She stayed and she didn't try to drive home drunk because we don't want her to get in an accident, yeah. right?" And again, I'm just trying to be as diplomatic as I can. I don't think that this is ten evil white people who like fucking did some get out shit, right? So. Um, at around 8.45 is when uh, Jean's aunt discovered the body while she was, she said she was coming out of the basement back door to ch- kind of see the temperature. You know, you go out, what's it like outside this morning? Yeah. And fucking Tamala's laying down outside of the door, not moving, right? Um, just found, she found Tamala. Again, again, I just want to make sure because I have a little bit of like coroner stuff to report on. And they, she's, Tamala was found face down, mm-hmm. according to the aunt. Like her face like, like she fell on her face, right? Okay. Which is a weird way to fall. Yeah. But anyway, it was, it was almost like she's like she swan dove off the, off the deck and just let her whole body fall face. You know what I mean? Face down, yeah. It's just weird. Um, so, uh, where was I? Yeah, so she watched, she, 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 she discovered Tamala laying face down. She watched her for a moment to see if she was moving and immediately became concerned. She went to Jean at her bedroom. So her John and Jose were in the bedroom, um, and she 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 went to the bedroom and she went to get to tell them what happened. But she specifically got Jose because Jose is a law enforcement officer. Okay, he's a um a probation officer. All right, right. So I guess she thought maybe you know what to do more than I do, right? So uh, she gets him. They go back downstairs. They check her. They call dispatch and. Uh, they notify law enforcement and emergency services arrive on the scene and officially declare Tamala Horsford dead. Mm. Right. Um, also it's noted that during that process, um, I guess once the first responder came and they go, yeah, she's dead, they canceled emergency services and all this kind of stuff. So um, a police officer declared her dead, which in some States that's not allowed. That's not like a coroner has to come and say she's dead, but basically like the police officer came and goes, yeah, yeah, she's dead. So cancel the EMS and the firefighters and stuff like that. We don't need them. Um, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So, um, CSI noted that Tamala's right wrist was fractured or dislocated. Mm. There was a large bump on the wrist where the 
um, f- where the arm and the wrist meet, the, where your arm bends, and they think it was it's possible that it's because the bone broke from within and might have poked out a little bit, mm-hmm. right? But also on the phone call, it's interesting. There's all these little these Jose Barrera, these things that add to the conspiracy fire where he's saying like, oh yeah, her wrist, uh, it looks like she cut her wrist. What? Um, he also says something like, they ask how high the deck they they go. I think she like fell off the deck. Do you have do you have it? I I don't have it on hand. Oh, okay, I could find it. Let's take a little second. You know what? I was, I okay, I was, I'll play it after when we off air because I, I want to listen to it. No, I'm, I'm going to look it up real quick. I can, okay. I can cut all this out. I'm all, right. It all right, so I'm actually I'm, I'm going to play a little bit of the 911 call. It's, it's a seven-minute call, but I'm just going to play maybe like the first minute of it so you can get to just what I'm saying. Maybe I'll skip around a little bit. Um, So just just listen for those things and of what she's what her and Jose divulged to the operator without being asked that I thought was weird, but it might just be, you know, nobody – who knows how people respond in, you know, chaotic situations. There's a body in front of you. Again, I'm just trying to be diplomatic. Yeah. Northside County, 911. Hi, yes. Um, I, I need an ambulance and a police to my home. What's the address? 4450 Woodlet Court. What is your name? My name is John Myers, J E A N N E. Okay, and your phone number is 609. You're just blocking out the phone number. Yes. Okay, what's going on? Um, we had people over last night. We were drinking. Most of us went to bed. One of them stayed on the balcony. She was drinking, and we just went out outside. And she's laying face down in the backyard. It looks like may, I'm guessing maybe she fell off the balcony, but she's stiff. Okay, is she breathing? I, I don't. I don't know if she's face down. Okay. How, how old is she? At 41. Here, hold on. Hey, this is Jose Barrera. Hey, have y'all checked to see if she's breathing? She's not moving one bit. She's not breathing. Um, okay. I just try to assess her Tesla. She's completely face down in the yard. Um, she is. So also before I'm, I'm going to continue because there's something else I wanted you to hear. But notice that he said, "I just tried to assess her. Uh, just checked her breathing. Or I just, I, just, I just tried to assess her. She's not moving. She's not breathing. Um, now, um, so keep that in mind that he says, I've, I've done that. Yeah." Okay. Do you know if she, um, um, do you see any blood or anything? Where she, I'm calling her Are you there? I am. Okay. I'm sorry, I was outside. It's okay. I'm not sure. It happened to Alana for a second. Do you see any blood or anything to where, from where she fell? Um, I, I don't know if I should move her over. I mean, she's completely face down. Okay. I mean, can you just check and see if she's breathing? If, if she's not breathing and you and you know she's gone, then just leave her where she's at. If she, okay. So his assessing, I don't know what he meant by that, but he's now he's saying like, I, she's face down. I didn't, I don't want to touch her. You know? But if he did that, he had to flip over, right? Uh, well, he's basically saying like, now I'm doing that. Oh, when when she got when he got permission. Oh. And now the phone call cuts out for about 20 seconds here. I don't know why. I don't know if it's redacted or if he muted his phone. I'm not trying to insinuate that he did, but it goes quiet on the phone call for like 20 seconds right here. She didn't say anything? The operator didn't say anything? 
No, it just kind of kept, just kind of cuts back in. I'm completely not sure. Okay, and that's the only blood that you would see. That's what I can see without moving her over. I had okay. her face. Um, do you know if she? Um, do you know if she was suicidal at all? I have no clue. I've met her one other time. Um, you know, like my girlfriend said, people were over last night. <clears throat> um, just. We were at she was her birthday party. We we're not the woman that we believe to be deceased, but my girlfriend's birthday party. Instead of having everybody go out, she had everyone stay in, and she was the last one I saw before everybody. I mean, everybody was typically put off to bed, and she was the last one in the kitchen. She was just either waiting around for a ride or waiting until the morning. Okay. Okay, can you do me do me a quick favor? Can, yeah, you, can you play the beginning for me real quick, just real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I want I want to see if I can hear the beat, the conversation, the background conversation. Oh, good luck. Forsyth County, nine one one. Hi, yes. Um, I I need an ambulance and a police to my home. What's the address? Four four five zero Woodlake Court. Four four five zero Woodlake. I can't. Okay. Yeah. I think that's her Woodlet. aunt. Maybe talking to Jose in the background. Again, another part I want to note is that he says to her, to the operator, yeah, we saw she was the last person awake. Uh, I think she was maybe waiting around for a ride or something like that. You know, and then, no, it's like there was a sleepover, man. Yeah. Why are you trying to during the phone call? They did a lot to disassociate themselves. They didn't use her name much. Yeah. They kind of said, well, oh, the, the woman, not the woman who we think jumped but my, it was my girlfriend's birthday party. They didn't say, like, not Tamla's party or, like, it was a bunch of girls. It was a girls' night, and we happened. It was so disassociated as yeah. if this woman just was at, was just there, and we don't really know her that well, and yeah. she you know, she was alone, and we don't know what she did. And I don't know why the operator asked if she might have been suicidal, but to kind of put that in the – let somebody arrive and do their job and try to suss out the situation because now you start to make this narrative – of she, this woman committed suicide before we even know, nobody's even at the scene yet. Yeah, and he's talking about her wrist is cut and she it, it, the the height if you jump off is this high and so they've already started to assume oh this is a suicide mm -hmm. you know so anyway back to the story so uh, <clears throat> other than the broken wrist and the cuts on her shins no obvious signs of injury presented themselves this is like you know just off first rip before anybody gets there that's qualified to really do some research it just kind of looked like. You know, she she jumped off and died. Yeah. But there was no, like, pool of blood or big gashes on her or anything like that. Tamala Horsford was turned over by the by Coroner Bowen, who in turn transported her to the GBI. Now, if you're familiar with the acronym, the Georgia Bureau of, Bureau of Investigations is the same person who um, took over the Ahmaud Arbery case. Okay. So, you know, I'm not, I don't know anything. About, they've been mixed up in some people think some questionable um, cases in the past, mm -hmm. right? So, the, again, this is Georgia. Additionally, Tamala Horsford's property was uh, um, inventory. This was done by CSI Fujimura and one other investigator. In her purse was located a small amount of marijuana and rolling papers. The marijuana was taken by CSI Fuji, uh, Fujimura for destruction, wink, wink, which... You know, I'm sure he destroyed he that real good. Yeah, yeah, man. I've seen so many documentaries about those fucking coroners and CSI investigators and the people that work in the fucking evidence locker rooms taking shit and fucking 
selling it, smoking it, snorting <laughs> it. All yeah. Stuff. So des- he destroyed a small bag of weed and some rolling papers. Yeah, I'm sure he threw it right in the trash. Yeah. Anyway, the theory is that time that Tamala went out for one last cigarette before bed, tripped, fell off the deck, and had some kind of medical event that would not uh, that would allow her to not like be moaning on the ground or wake up the aunt or anything like that. Also, another detail that I didn't put in this is that the aunt who slips in the basement says she turned on the sound machine because everybody was, was allowed upstairs. So for all we know, sound machine, yeah, like a Bose, like waves, you know, things like that. So for all we know, possibly maybe she did call out for help, but like, there's no neighbors. It just is so weird to me that this woman just went from saying goodbye to somebody at 147 to she just fell off the deck silently and didn't make a, a groan or anything. The you decks know? had, it had no like tears or some type of yeah, it was crack a, it was, or break or, it was a deck with it had furniture on it. I'm talking about. I'm talking. I said. Tears. Oh no! This is a brand new house. No, this deck is. It's a beautiful deck. Okay. No, it's not. It's not some flimsy deck that like is unlevel and a, a wood board was risen up. I'm just saying, like the just the force of her tripping possibly and hitting. Bro, me. if I showed you the if I showed you this deck, it the railing is like is like above belly button height. Okay. Maybe even at least waist height. So even if you trip, whoop 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 whoop, whoop the momentum wouldn't. You'd hit your face on the rail before you'd like, you'd have to trip, stumble, and then accidentally jump. Like you'd have to clear it like a, okay. like an Olympic event. It's so, it's such a weird thing to say that this woman, her momentum just all of a sudden she went from smoking to like, oh my God, I'm falling and just jumped off a, th- you oh, know. So she was already smoking. It wasn't like she, oh, That's she what was they're on her saying. way. Nobody, she was on her no, way out. There was no witnesses, but she left out of the house at 157 and the door never closed. The door opened at 157 and never closed. And like they said, she was the only one smoking that yeah. night. So we assume that she went outside to smoke a cigarette. Okay. But is it, is the door it a great distance between the door and the, the uh, It's like a, it's a deck. I, I would, if I had to give it a, I don't know. I, I don't have the measurements on hand, but if I had to give it a measurement, I'd say it was, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, a 14 by 20 deck, you know, just a typical deck size, you know, enough for, for you know, a, a chair, some fr- a furniture set, like two chairs and a little round table. and About 10 feet, 8 feet, yeah, something like that? Something, 10, maybe, yeah, maybe a little bigger than that. Like I said, okay. maybe maybe 14 by I'm 10. Just, I'm just trying to figure out because, Like you know, from the door to the, no, she didn't have enough, it wasn't like a runway's distance to where, and again, she's not at the door. Again, I'm, we're all assuming, right? Okay. But she's not at the door smoking the cigarette. She's at the in-between or sitting on the chair. She's, yeah. she's taken up some of the space from the door to the railing to be smoking the cigarette. Oh, I, no, I was saying, was it, was she, was she already, she was already smoking. I was saying, was it, she on her way outside and trip, like from the open slot, whatever his door is there. And then just fucking. And just, it's, I don't know, she's like seven feet tall, maybe. She tripped over that and then. But look at how up. much you have to do. I'm just, I don't you know. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. No, I, I know what you're, I yeah. know you're, I, you're being diplomatic like yeah. me, right? But look at what we have to do yeah. to even try to make this make sense. Yeah. Like, oh, she caught so much momentum. That she just whoop, 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 oh my God. When you, you know how you start to, yeah. I call it baby leg running. When you get that trip and you, you just, you're just not even running in your control anymore. And then eventually you fall. Yeah. You're like, you're just momentum is carrying you forward. Yeah. They're, they're posing that that is how this woman may have fallen off the deck. Yeah. And had some kind of medical event at some point in that fall. You were flipped though. So never mind. She flipped over the railing. Yeah, you know I'm saying. I'm just, either right. way, if you were the trip, if you were, you would hit a flip. You wouldn't and, go. And she fell on her face. Yeah. So yeah. the two theories, right? And I have a couple more theories, but the two main theories are, which is the one I'm about to continue to read, is the one I'm about to read, and or she, a mother of six and a wife to a somebody, and seemed like a perfectly nice lady who was having a good time all night, got up on the railing, 
and Swan dove off the railing to the grass to, keep, to commit suicide. That's how she decided to commit suicide that night. Yeah. And not leave a note for her family, anything. She went to a, a she went to a, a gathering of people that she kind of knew for her last hurrah. I don't think you would die that way, though, would you? Face first off of a balcony? She died. I don't so know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like you would. I don't think in, so either. I think you'd be in pain. pain. Yeah, yeah, you'd be, you'd be yelling. Pain first, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. It's just it's just it's all crazy. Anyway, so like I said, the theory is that she went out to smoke her last cigarette. She tripped and fell and had some kind of medical event upon landing. According to Dr. Andrew Cooper Miners, uh, and Dr. Andrew Cooper Miners, associate medical examiner with the Georgia Bureau of Investigations, she had suffered a broken neck as well as a subdural hematoma on the right side of her skull and a torn heart muscle. So she had a bruise on the side of her head, even though she was face down. Yeah. She tore her heart muscle, which is something that can happen from like severe impact, severe yeah, okay. trauma. So if she if sense. she fell and landed right on her chest, which that in the face down thing adds up, but then she has a bruise on the side of her head, and her her C two is broken. They, okay. The C two is known as the ha- the hangman's uh, vertebrae is it or whatever. Nervism? Huh? A nerve or something like that. No, it's oh, just it's, it's just a part of the it's oh. a it's a part of the neck that breaks. Most commonly um, associated with when people hang themselves or like whip, okay. whiplash from a car accident. So, and she had a scar under her chin. So basically, they're saying she she jumped one time, she hit her chin and snapped her head back, and that broke her C two. But also at the same time that she hit her chin, she hit her chest, and she landed on her chest hard enough to rip to tear her heart. And she also had a a, a bruise on the side of her head. And all of these bru- all of these things came from one fall. But her face is face down on the ground, yeah. like her whole body's face down. So she, all of this, she so they're saying she landed like this, yeah. But broke her her neck, her chest, her chin got bruised, and the side of her head got bruised. But they go outside out there, and her face is face down in the grass, but her nose isn't broken. There's no blood, not a lot. Hmm. So it's just From all it's bruise, all just trauma, like it all just is like severe trauma of hitting the ground killed her. It wasn't like she bled out or something. Like she hit the ground and had some kind of medical event. This is the theory. Hit, hit yeah. the ground, had some kind of medical event. She didn't bleed out. She like, her brain died or something. You know, it wasn't like from bleeding. But again, like I said, face down, all these bruises, but her nose isn't broken. So how'd she land face down? Yeah. Is it grass? It's grass, but okay. even still. The grass is soft, thicker yeah. than concrete. It's, yeah. But from 14 feet in the air, you jump on it and you land right on your nose. You're breaking your you nose. You're going to break your nose. Yeah. And she didn't. That's so, right. uh, so there's some theories you know, online, nobody knows that's true. online sleuths and things like that being like, they think that somebody might have moved the body before the police showed. Uh, yeah, think so. So, um, that that's another theory. On top of the one I just read about her having some tripping and having some kind of medical event, flipped that. over the railing yeah. and all this kind of stuff. Uh, Doctor Cooperminer stated that a fall from the balcony could produce such injuries, and according to the toxicology report, Tamala had Xanax and marijuana in her system. And a blood alcohol level of 0.238, which is about three times above the legal limit, right? Um, at the time of her death. Now, the Xanax thing, I want you to remember that I said that. In an interview with her husband, Leander Horsford, and family friend Terry Blanco, um, they say Tamala was a free-spirited sweetheart who loved dancing. According to Mr. Ho- Mr. Horsford, Tamala cut the grass. This is the, the, the day she left. Mm-hmm. According to Mr. Horford, Tamala cut the grass and cooked a bunch of food for her family that Saturday in preparation for being gone for the night. So she's like, I'm going to take care of my little house chores. Yeah. Make sure my family's good because I'm getting away for the night. Like you said, I'm gone. I got to get I'm Saturday. I'm going to yeah. go have some time girls with the, these girls that I know from. They know each other 
basically her kid, one of her kids plays football with, they're like a football, that group is like a football kind of, you know, football moms. Yeah, no thank you. It just, it just feels very like PTA um, association. Yeah. It, it feels very that like, be it. I kind of know you. Yeah. If we're having a bake sale or we were, the kids are selling something or we're going on a trip, a football team a trip during the day. That's what I mean. This is the this is the kind of event that you have. Even if if I'm 40, I'm having this with all my like childhood. Yeah, These yeah. are people I've known for 20 years. Yeah. Or something, that I'm gonna get belligerently not because they say she was having fun, but I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna take a whole thing of tequila to the face with the people from the football team, mm. knowing them. It just it just seems weird. But this is her own family speaking about things that they think sounded weird from those people accounts. Because yeah. it's all just people who don't really know Tamla that well, being like. Yeah, she was this and she was that and she did this and she did that. And then all these people, these two people who know her best are like, Tamla wouldn't do that. Yeah. Tamla doesn't do that. Tamla, why would she do this and, and not do that? Because I know her because I'm her husband yeah. and she would never do this. So that has to matter even if you're going off of 11 people's accounts who were there. Even if these people weren't there and they're saying, my, my wife would never do that. Yeah. So I don't believe that. I don't care what 11 people said. They don't know her. So if it sounds weird, she's is her a kid only black kid on the team. Or I don't know all that. I don't know something. all that. I don't know all that kind of stuff. But again, she might have been the one that was like the nicest and seemed friendliest and, and made them most comfortable. So they go invite Tam. I'd be more comfortable if it was like if it was Mia and you were coming. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, 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 sure. Somebody that I know, but I think maybe Stacy was that for her. Her and Stacy oh, were cool, so she goes, "Oh, Stacy's there. I don't really know everybody that well. I know all of them a little bit, but Stacy's there. That's my girl." For football practice. I don't know, Listen, man. That's man. not enough. Listen. Ah, man. Dang. No, thank you. I'm good. I know. Thanks for the invite. She, but when you got six kids at home, maybe she just thought she was having a little getaway. A little staycation. I still wouldn't go. That's just I crazy. wouldn't go either. But I'm going to go ahead and continue, right? Um. So she made all this food in preparation for being on for the night. Leander says that Tamala told him that she was going to an all-girl birthday party slash sleepover. Mm -hmm. He says he didn't really want her to go because he wanted to, he wanted to be home with his wife. Yep. Again, these are people in their 40s. I understand his feeling. I don't think it was a possessive kind of thing. He just no. was like, no, nah, it's, it's family. To, like, let's go. I'm going to yeah. lamp up. Let's watch a movie. Let's watch Netflix. I'm going to watch Netflix with my wife. Just yeah. hang out. But he said, he said it is what it is, and he didn't want to smother her from having fun. Mm -hmm. So he said, okay, cool. You know, have a good time. I love you, whatever. I don't yeah. really want you to go, but whatever. You know, it's cool. It's not, a, it's not an argument, but just know I would have rather you stayed home. Yeah. It was that kind of thing. It was a little, a little sass, but not an argument. Yeah. And he was like, go have a good time. Um, she called him as I stated earlier in the story she called him at almost 10 o'clock and she was happy and she was smiling and laughing and said hey babe what are you doing you know how are the boys doing and then she so this is the FaceTime call he's saying and then so on the FaceTime she said uh, all the girls say hey so uh, in response Lee said hey girls like back like you know you know you know, if you, yeah. your girl call you drunk, yeah, say hi. You go, hey, what's up? You know, it was one of those kind of things. So he says they're all having a good time mm -hmm. and FaceTiming and they go, hey, Lee, and all this kind of stuff. And they said it, they, that they love you to eat one, one another. And that was the last time he talked to his wife. Mm. He says he called a couple of times the following morning, but when he didn't get an answer, he just assumed they all went out to brunch. And he said, and this is this, this, this hurt my heart a little bit because it's like, you just, you never know when the last time you're going to see somebody is. Yeah. So he called her a couple times. He goes, oh, man, uh, I guess she probably went to brunch. Damn, I hope she doesn't spend too much money at brunch, man. We got these bills. You know, we got all yeah, these kids, yeah. man. I hope she doesn't spend too much. That was the last thought he had about his wife. And that was the thought he had when he called her twice in the morning and she didn't pick up. 
And he says, looking back, I don't give a shit. I, don't, I wouldn't have given a shit how much money she spent at brunch. Yeah. I mean, she'd be alive. So I, I, I wish she would have went to brunch because she would have spent money and just been alive. Yeah. So I was like, brunch? Like, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Like in that moment, it's like you're sitting there talking to the police officer. This is like this interview was a few days after, you know, everything happened. Mm-hmm. The police come and they're kind of trying to put the pieces together. And they interviewed him and, and Terry Blanco. And that part struck me because it just was so much like so insignificant. Like this little thought you had of like, man, damn, well, don't, don't buy, don't get the crab uh, meat on the on this on this um, omelet because, you know, we got to pay these bills. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and you're sitting there and you're talking to the, the police officer investigating your wife's death. And it's like, who gives a shit about bills and fucking brunch and yeah. whatever you know like i wish my wife was here so i really felt for him when i read that part um uh, during the interview terry and linder raised two very interesting questions to me right so apparently it had been rainy a couple it had been raining for a couple of days now i re- this gets refuted later on while i'm reading because something comes up but it had been raining outside and uh terry uh, you know her husband's saying basically Tamil is a germaphobe. She and she doesn't go outside without her shoes on, and she was found just in socks. So basically, she had been going out all night to the balcony without putting her shoes on. And he goes, "She's a germaphobe. Like she doesn't, you know, it's cold because it's November, mm-hmm. and she just was kept going outside to smoke cigarettes in her socks, which, again, it's might like not sound on or something. No, no? it's just like um." It might have been a onesie. It was something like it was pajamas. Okay. But I don't know if it was a onesie, but it was pajamas. I don't think it was like it wasn't footy pajamas. Yeah. Okay. But she had on like socks. And, you know, again, that might not be unusual to me if I'm just reading the story. I go, yeah, you whatever. You know, you, you're in the house and you just want to go out and smoke a cigarette real quick. You don't feel like putting shoes on, you go. But if her husband's saying, my wife doesn't do that, my wife doesn't go outside without shoes on, that's not something she does. So you kind of got to go, I mean, we should think, we should take that into consideration, I guess, right? But, the investigator is the investigator, and he kept saying during the interview, "I'm just, I'm just saying some of this stuff sounds weird. Obviously, I'm not an investigator. That's y'all's job, so I'm not trying to tell y'all how to do y'all's job. Yeah. But I know my wife, yeah. And that's got to be a hard thing to deal with. Something else comes up about the Mountain Dew, which I'll get to in a minute. But like, that's another thing where it's like, my wife doesn't do that. She doesn't drink Mountain Dew. Yeah, you know what I mean, or anything. It's like I know Sierra, and if somebody told me Sierra fell off a, a bridge." trying to uh, grab uh, hamburger buns. I'd be like, Sierra doesn't eat, she's gluten intolerant, so she doesn't eat, she doesn't eat bread. Yeah. So that doesn't make sense. Yeah. And they go, well, the investigation is leading that way. So I, and 11 people said it. So they said she saw, they saw Sierra eating burgers that night. I go, she doesn't eat, she doesn't eat them. So yeah. that is, it can't be true. So either I'm wrong about the person I've been dating all this time, or these 11 people got my my the, my fiance to do something that I've never she would never do. I want to know where everybody's shoes were kept. Um that I don't know. I know I'm just saying like if, but if it might have been the kind a, of a house where you you know you be them at the door, door cuz they're at the door then why would she go to the door to get her shoes to go back to the house to go to the back. That makes sense. I know that's why that's yeah. what I'm saying. It, right. it, it could be it could be refuted that easily where it's yeah. like just too much work. She just went outside with her socks on. Yeah. You know, but the husband again, he's just saying I know my wife, she doesn't do that. Right, right. She will put shoes on to go outside. He wasn't there. He's not a witness. He he didn't see Tamla that night other than the FaceTime call, which again was at 10 o'clock. And he said she was perfectly coherent and could use a phone and all this kind of stuff. Now, obviously, there's a difference between 10 o'clock and fucking 147, but still, right? So the other question that was brought into play, and this is where, this is also very kind of sketchy, right? So um, I've mentioned Jose Barrera. Mm. Um, there's an accountant where Jose Barrera, uh, one, during one of the interviews, he says um, he was picking up the cigarette butts 
you know, cleaning up the deck, right? Mm-hmm. Whether this was like before they were going to bed or whatever, at some point, but I, I believe he says in the morning, like in the morning, like, like she's dead mm-hmm. and he's picking up the cigarette butts off the deck, right? Mm-hmm. Those cigarette butts were not tested. And there are, there are apparently photos floating around that show two different brands of cigarettes and two lighters on the deck, mm. right? So they all kept saying she was the only person She's who smoked only, in the house yeah. that night. And so the husband and Terry were like, why are there two lighters out there? Yeah. And why would she be smoking two different brands of cigarettes? You know, so that's weird. It was a lot of that. Like, I don't, I'm not saying I have a theory as to what actually happened, but I'm just saying you guys are saying she was the only one out there, but why are there two lighters and why are there two different types of cigarettes? Yeah. And why weren't they tested? And why weren't they tested for DNA? Well, they weren't tested for DNA because everybody said she's the only Jesus. one. You know what I mean? Like, it, it really is that simple. Like, everybody just, the, the, the detectives or CSI or whoever, they all go, well, she's, she was the only one smoking, so that's why. Can't cut corners, though, man. Like, crazy. They did. Um, also, according to Miss Blanco, Tammy can outdrink grown men and still be dancing with six-inch heels on. And so she would never go to somebody's house where she doesn't know them that well and overdrink. And even when she's had the most she could have, she's never fallen down or nothing like this has ever happened before. Right? These are words from people who know her best. Yeah. She's a grown woman. She's not her tolerance. They are. I'm, <laughs> they are describing a party for like a bunch of sixteen year olds. Yeah. <laughs> like she drank more than she thought she could handle, and she just fucking blacked out and fell off. About this woman is in her forties. She's had plenty of tequila nights. She's yeah. got six kids. Her and her husband and got drunk on six different occasions. <laughs> had bump and grind and all this. You know, all right. this, done all kind of things. She's birthed all these kids done all these things she's in her 40s she's a grown-ass woman and they're saying she showed up to somebody's house who she they don't even know that well and got blackout drunk and fell off a balcony and also keep in mind the xanax thing i said so um so like yeah terry blanco said that would that's never have never seen her get so drunk she just falls out on the ground blanco also added that if she had anything in her system other than alcohol and weed then she was given that and not voluntarily taken. Yeah. Now I don't know right. if I don't know if she was uh forced to to take the pills, but I could see, you know, uh Xanax is a very like suburban white women love Xanax. Like a little Xanax, a little piece of Xanax and a wine, just relax. A little, Xanax, Xanax. little Xanax before a flight. You know, it also has some insidious things more so in recent time with young people. Yeah. But like a bunch of 40 year old people. Oh, I absolutely think somebody had some Xanax in their purse. Yeah. And I think they all might have took a Xanax. Mm-hmm. And they go, Tamala. Come on, girl. This makes Papa the Zanny. Yeah, this makes the wine go down a little. Just take the edge off a little bit. Have a good time. And I could absolutely see that happening. But you know, these women, these people weren't under um, investigation for a crime, so nobody got drug tested other than you know the toxicology report for Tamala. But I guarantee you, if they would have drug tested everybody in that house that night, none all, of them had it. All of them would have. All had of, it. I, I, I bet all of them would have had none Xanax. Of none of them would have had it. Necessary. So you think just Tamala got snuck some Xanax? Yep. Oh, so you think these are like ten evil white people? Yeah, who, most likely. Yeah. I don't. I just don't. I just don't think that's the case. I think an accident happened. I think something, something weird happened, and the, the, some people are trying to cover their ass. But I think some people just really don't know what happened. They're like, no, we just had a good time that night. I don't think mm. this is like a some kind of collaborative effort to kill a black person. I don't think that was it at all. I really think they had a birth. I think they all just had a birthday party and something weird happened and then they covered it up. You know, that's, that's where my head's at. And they helped, they helped by not adding another black person on the list. That's just me though. I'm just, I get you, man. I get you, man. Your head, your head goes where your head goes. Right. So, um, 
Uh, Mr. Horford also found there to be a major flaw in one person's account. He said his wife does not drink soda, so she'd never be drinking Mountain Dew. Who drinks Mountain Dew? Phew. White people drink Mountain Dew. So the mountain, but again, that's a small detail where you go, well, I mean, she's drinking tequila. If the only chaser that she had, they had was Mountain Dew. That's what she had to drink. Maybe that water. They said Mountain Dew or water, <laughs> but Mountain Dew is a very specific thing to say. You saw somebody drinking. Yeah. If you just said soda, I go, okay, whatever. But they said Mountain Dew. So, you know, I have to go off their account, but the husband's saying, well, their account's wrong. It definitely wasn't Mountain Dew. She doesn't even drink soda. So she wouldn't be drinking soda. She usually drinks her tequila straight up. She might do a little lime and some salt, but she does not drink uh, soda. So she wouldn't be drinking soda. So that's that's the husband finding holes in the story. And he had this whole really cool thing where he was saying, you know, if there's one flaw, then, or if they mess, if they mess up on this detail, who's to say they didn't mess up on these other details? Yeah. You know, he just was saying things like that. He said this, he had this whole metaphor about a tree and the roots. And he goes, well, if it's a, you got all these roots and this roots... They aren't leading to this tree. Stop looking at this tree and go look at the other tree. Because maybe the roots and the roots are supposed to be like the details of the night. Yeah. And he goes, well, all these roots are kind of not adding up to suicide or her falling off the deck. it's all under. It's all underground. Yeah. So you can't really see what it's adding exactly. up Exactly. So you're just like, so, there's, so he's basically saying, y'all are so focused on what they are saying mm. that you're not looking at it from another angle. So maybe the tree that you're looking at is the wrong tree. The wrong root. Which is, which is suicide or should, yeah. ap- medical episode or whatever. Here's the roots. I'm saying they don't really add up. Maybe it's another tree. So look at it from a different perspective. Yeah. So they also they continue to ask questions to the investigators, just kind of poking holes in things. And um, which why, I'm sorry. Why does it feel like the whole the whole investigation turned like him asking them questions? Well, like so, what did they say about this? That's basically what happened. Yeah. They're, they're telling them like we got an independent investigator. We're gonna need your help because any information you have, we need to give to our independent investigator. Yeah. And they're kind of just going like. Um, well, we're just kind of doing our jobs. Like, we're not trying to um, say something. Are you, though? Listen, man. I'm not going to criticize these de- 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 these detectives, except for the fact that they didn't, you know, whoever's job it was, they should have probably um, tested the cigarette butts yeah. to see if there's any other DNA, because if there was somebody else on the deck that night, that knocks the whole theory down that everybody that was in the house that night kept going, she's the only smoker in the yeah. house. What is this? We're in Georgia, right? Yeah. She was the only smoker in the house. Okay, okay, well, if one of those butts belonged to somebody else, then what? Oh, and then that's when that's when the story just it's, that fast switched. Just that fast, yep. either 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 all the butts were Tamalas or one of them is Jose Barreras or yep. John Myers, and they go, Oh, okay, well, no, somebody we're wrong. We're wrong. Um, there was a point where Tamala and John, yeah, we forgot that part. They went out and smoked a cigarette because they wanted to talk about yeah. football. And then they go, okay, well, that's a really weird detail that nobody but mentioned. Now you have to restart the whole thing. Exactly. <laughs> so You can't just, oh, this, and then add that part in there. And exactly. Keep, that so sense. they missed out on that, right? That so is I, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, they continue to ask questions, um, which this is a question that we've been asking this whole time. So everybody during a sleepover just went to bed at the same time? This is what they asked. Like, yeah. Everybody just went to bed at the same time? And they also refuted that Tamala would just litter butts all over the deck like she had no home training. Yeah, like, I thought I, of that too. Yeah. They're like, they're like, my wife is not some disrespectful person, and there's an ashtray on the deck. Wow. Right? I was about to say, there's no... I was thinking this stuff, and I'm like, I didn't even... That's what I'm that's saying. Wild. They make her out to be... So, not And not like they did it maliciously. 
maybe it was malicious, but they didn't say it malicious. They just go like, yeah, yeah, the, there's just butts. There's butts on the uh, thing, and there was one butt on the ground. She might have been standing here when she when she when she had her episode, and maybe she dropped this cigarette butt in the lighter, and then there's butts. So I had to clean up all these butts. You do that when you've been there before. Some type that's of what I'm saying. Level. Even no, but that's what I mean. Like even less so if you've been there before. But some type of comfort if I, level. If I've never been there before, yeah. I might not even smoke. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, Now I'm, I'm not. I'm, these are all adults. So Tamala, she did what she wanted to do. She smoked some weed. She smoked some cigarettes. But I'm just saying it's weird that she. They're saying she just threw litter, but, littered butts everywhere and came in the house and smoked and drank the whole bottle of tequila by herself and you know stayed up and oh it just it just it all just sounds a little funny yeah so it, the first thing he did when he woke up was clean the butts that's yes mm, come on now now also but also there's accounts from the aunt in the basement is like oh i went up to the bedroom and got them and we went right down to the body so it's like well when did you clean the butts up yeah did you clean the butts up when tamala was you know did you clean them up at 1 30 when everybody was going to bed and everybody's cleaning up is that when you clean the butts and you misspoke because that's a big difference between, oh, yeah, we were cleaning up the kitchen from Cards Against Humanity, and I went out on the deck and just cleaned up some of Tamla's butts because she had cigarette butts everywhere. And then we all went to bed. And I woke up after I was aw- awoken from sleep telling me that there's a dead person in the backyard. And then in between the police coming and uh, in between us calling the police and the police coming, I just went up on the deck and just tidied up a bit. Well, that means he was up around the time at one fifty something then. Well, well, they were, they all went if to bed around one thirty. If he was club cleaning, though, at, at but they time. all cleaned up. They all cleaned up before oh, they, they went cleaned. to bed. They all, but Who like, that? I mean, adult. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Who does this at a sleepover? At, at my age group, nobody. It's like we'll get it tomorrow in the morning. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But if, it's just this weird conflicting like forty year old logic yeah. and teenager activities. Yeah. You know, it's like all right, we had our fun. Clean up it was a great time. Home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, so we had, we, not even that. It's like we had our fun. We drank. We had a good time, guys. But yeah. seriously, before we all go to bed, we're all adults. Let's clean up. And then we're all going to go and get in bed and, and at, a, at a reasonable hour. Yeah. Not fade away sleep. You know, like a sleepover usually is. Put the TV on. Put a movie on. Yeah. Everybody just kind of fall asleep on the floor. And then some people wake up like an hour later like, oh, man, I'm going to go get, I'm gonna get, in, the get bed. in bed. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like, no, everybody just went to bed and either. But I'm pretty sure Jose said. I cleaned up the butts in the morning, right? Yeah, that's what I remember hearing. That's yeah. a big difference. When he woke up. That's a big difference day. from we as we were cleaning up before bed. I went out and cleaned the butts out because she, uh, in theory, went back out again to smoke cigarettes. So yeah. why would you clean up the butts if she's gonna go make more butts? Yeah, right. So, but I don't know how you don't find it weird and nefarious if he called the police. Oh, she's dead. I don't know. And then got off the phone with you guys. And then his next task was to go upstairs. And clean up cigarette butts. Or wake up, clean the butts, and don't see a body on the, on the ground. But that's the thing. That didn't happen because the aunt went up and got them out of the bedroom. Oh. So, so they all so went. So he didn't wake up on his own. No, they got all you. went downstairs yeah, to go to the basement. Yeah. So yeah. in between calling the, the phone, the phone call I played you, in theory, he got off the phone and went, oh, shit, it's a mess. The police are going to be here. Let me go clean those cigarette butts up. Mm. Trying to cover your ass. Trying to cover his butts up because he lives there, so he's throwing them all over the goddamn place. That's all I'm saying. It just it just sounds weird. And again, there's no conclusion to this for me. There's no this case was closed, which I'll get to. Um, but I think people are calling for it to be reopened, right? So anyway, let me go ahead and finish things off, right? <clears throat> so again, they really were like, Tamala would not just leave butts everywhere. There was an ashtray out there, right? But during the interview, the the police, the investigators respond with the deck was a covered deck. Because they were saying it was wet that night. Mm-hmm. That's why the husband was like, why would she go outside? And her shoes are clean. Yeah. There's no mud on her shoe. They're not wet or dirty. And it was raining that night or it was wet that night. And they go, the deck's covered. 
Okay. So they go, okay, cool. Well, okay, see, and then the husband goes, see, I don't even know the details. So, you know, you know, I, I can't really create a theory. Yeah. Because every time I say one thing, it's like, oh, Something, well, this this yeah. detail you didn't know about yet. So he, he was really kept out of the loop, yeah. which also added to people feeling like some shady shit was going on because it was like all the details weren't coming out. Yeah. So anyway, they kind of refuted the, the thing about the shoes by saying, oh, uh, well, it wasn't wet. It wasn't wet. The deck wasn't wet because it was a covered deck. Like it had a roof. Mm-hmm. I hit the mic. Sorry. It was a covered roof, but it still was November. And so it's cold and she's going outside barefoot cold. And he, for him, to him, his wife wouldn't do that. And that's, that's his right to feel that way. To feel like that's an odd detail of the story. Yeah. I'm not taking anything away from him, right? So, um, yeah, so they said, like, the deck was covered. During the course of the investigation, Jose Barrera was actually fired from his job as a probation officer for abusing his access to look at the police files about Tamala's death. Mm. So, basically, he didn't do anything illegal. Um, he... There was an investigation happening. They're doing all these interviews and everything. And he logged into the police department system to kind of see where the case was at. Mm. Right. That could either be because he's a PO. Because he's. Yeah. 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 And that could either be looked at as weird and and, you know, suspicious or like or like my girlfriend's house is involved in this. And our friend group is involved in this um, death. And I just kind of want to give everybody the information on what's going on like or, if it, yeah. right now if my if my if 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 somebody worked at the cdc maybe like maybe i have an uncle who's, who's not a uh, doctor at the cdc right now but like is a receptionist mm-hmm. and he has access to the thing and he's giving me information about what's going the latest covid19 news that's yeah. not hitting the streets yet if he gets caught maybe they fire him, maybe they don't not because he did something illegal but it's like you're breaking our trust that's not, not same, that's, that's not the oh, same though. That's that's not the same. Oh no, this is he's in. He's, sure you, he's you in, make sure your name is not involved. He's in he's 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 inserting himself into a, a, an investigation that is involving him. Yeah. So absolutely, he should try to clear his name to make sure he's not. Well, I don't know. He uh, he didn't do so. anything. He uh, he he just was looking. But I feel like you looked to make sure your name is not coming up though. Also, another weird thing is I'll say this because you bring up a good point actually. He's looking right. He's looking and finding out where kind of the investigation is yeah. leading, and everybody's talking to each other. So all of the 10 or however many people are left, right, they all kind of have the same um, little pieces of the story. Mm-hmm. She was the only smoker in the house that night. Yeah. Uh, she, whatever, the, she was smoking weed. Whatever. They all kind of say, they all have their little accounts, but they go, oh, yeah, yeah, no, she was the only, they, like, they're, like, forcing it in without being asked. Mm-hmm. They're like, so tell us about the night. Well, I was there at this time, and da 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 and I drank this, and I was saying, oh, yeah, uh, Tamala, was the, she was the only smoker in the house. Yeah. They all had that same thing to say. So this investigation was very, it was very much corrupted with uh, leniency and kind of lackadaisicalness, and they didn't separate these people. So all 10 or 11 of these people could all kind of, oh my God, like suicide. She committed suicide. I Mm -hmm. heard she committed suicide. Yeah, I think they say she jumped on the, like whenever they're all getting interviewed, they're all saying it was a suicide. They're all saying she was the only smoker in the house that night because they're all in a text chain or or calling each other on the phone or just passing details back and forth that muddy their actual account of the night yeah and it's just being to believe it yeah yeah, and they start to believe it go oh yeah she she committed suicide that night or she was the only she was the only smoker in the house that night they had these little details that they all had to make sure they got out and it was all kind of the same story right so jose barrera was fired for accessing police files and uh Attorneys for the attendees of the party say their clients have received death threats and maintain that what happened that night was nothing more than a tragic accident. 
Forsyth County investigators continue to hold to the same position and the investigation remains closed to this day. Now, whether they reopen the case or, you know, I don't or not, I don't know if that's going to happen. But this case very much reminded me of the Kendrick Johnson case. And that just the the they the department came out and was like, we're not oh, we reopening this. We're not reopening the case, right? right? So I I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happened with the Tamala Horsford case. Mm. Um both of these things, the Kendrick Johnson case and the Tamala Horsford case, it's to me, it's just as possible that something, you know, th- that Kendrick Johnson case, and I, if it was just a freak accident, what they're doing to the kid that's supposed to be going to college that they say killed him, you know, that he was bullying him, this white kid that was on this, um, fo- like he was on a magazine cover or something like that. He was? Yeah. I mean, they think he's like going to go to college and play football. He's like kind of good at football. And they're saying, like, this is his killer and he got away with murder. If Kendrick Johnson just died by some crazy accident, that's. That's not cool to do, to do that to that kid, and they're doing the same thing to these eleven people because yeah. I didn't I didn't share their last names, but if you look up the case, everybody's last names available, pictures yeah. of them, all this kind of stuff. And if this was just some freak accident, then you're these people are getting death threats and all these kind of things, and their names are being drawn up, being called racist, and all this kind of stuff, yeah. right? Why are you pointing at me? Well, you I mean you 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 accuse them of being like get out, right? Mm-hmm. But my my, <laughs> my point is. To me, after reading this story and after reading the Kendrick Johnson story and seeing the altar footage, you know all. There's little weird things that happen where you go, maybe if one of these, if one of these things happen, you go, I don't know, maybe the, maybe the camera broke at that point. But then if you get to like five things that are weird. You yeah. go like his body being stuffed with newspaper. Yes, right. <laughs> absolutely. So to me, after reading this story and after reading the Kendrick Johnson story, you go, it's just as possible to me that some foul play should happen yeah. that, that a freak accident at the very least. At the very least, it's just as possible, maybe more possible, that some foul play shit happen, right? Yeah. But it's so it's like I can I can accept that this is a freak accident, mm-hmm. but I need people to also accept and do the the legwork, which they didn't do. Yeah. I can like if we're if we have two you gotta have two premises. Yeah. And in the Kendrick Johnson case and in the Tamala Horses case, there was not two premises by the detectives. Mm-hmm. They go, Kendrick Johnson fell in a fucking mat and yeah. suffocated. And in this case, Tamala Horsford, she fucking fell off the balcony and died. And it's crazy, but it was an accident. And instead of going, boom, put that on the board, and now let's let's try to let's try to x out the pers- the perspective of foul play. Yeah. Let's invest. Let's uh, test the cigarette butts. Let's um, release the camera footage to the public so they can really see what all the footage that we have. Even mm-hmm. if it doesn't show anything, you just go. Here's some transparency. Here's the camera because the they said they have cameras on the deck. Yeah, Jose Barrera and John Myers. She has the security system. They yeah. said they have they have cameras on the deck, but it, they, they didn't see anything that looked suspicious. Did you see her jump, climb on the balcony, and jump off? I mean, that's pretty. Did you see her trip? Did she look drunk in the footage? Any of these there's things? No, there's no video footage of her being on the deck at all. Not publicly. They said they looked at it and it was like it was inconclusive. Like it didn't, it didn't, what? it didn't add or subtract from the case. Like it didn't tell us more or less. Does it stop running at certain points? Or I don't know. It's not publicly available. That's crazy. But all I would need to see, if you even if you just show us ten seconds of her being on the deck, stumbling, wobbling around, you go, oh, she's pretty fucked up. Well, the door, the door opens at one, because like how my how my alarm system is is it it detects when somebody walks past, so it detects. And when somebody walked past and thinking like maybe like 10 seconds before that and yeah. like totally out of the picture, totally, it doesn't detect them anymore. That's right. how it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mine doesn't record everything else. Right. Once somebody's But it's in a that, moment. And once it, it detects every start, it starts recording there. Right. That's crazy how that, it, there's, 
That's wild. I'm I not just, saying that there is no footage. It's just I'm not saying public. Yeah. it's not public, yeah. and they said that what they saw didn't make a difference, right? So, but how about some transparency and you show people that? Yeah. You know, there's clearly this movement of people on the internet. There was a movement of people on the internet when this happened. Between November of 2018 and February of 2019, this case had all the speculation on the internet, and it was weird, and this black lady went to this party with all these white people, and she yeah. just died in the middle of the night. This is weird. It had all that internet buzz then. And now it's got it again. How about just go, yeah, here's the um, camera footage. And my sneaking suspicion is they don't have it in evidence because no. they closed the case. The, the he, Jose Barrera showed them the on the phone yep. or something like that, something quick, and they go, all right, cool, there's nothing down there. Thanks. And he, that's just gone. That's gone. Deleted, right? Gone. And uh, they didn't test the cigarette butts and all these kind of things. So they never even crossed off foul play. They never even put it on the board. They just go, yes, no, accident. Kendrick Johnson accident, you know, and then when you go to start to investigate, you go, wait, so his organs is gone and yeah, they did had to exhume his body and this and he, so he fell in the, in the mat and then in the middle of a school day and nobody was around yeah, and he just died and, and nobody heard him screaming. And, and Tamala Horsford got him skipping across the gym. Like, come on now. And Tamala Horsford, she just fell off the deck after just tripping, having an episode, some kind of seizure. Fell off the deck, didn't go, ow, shit, oh my God, what the hell, oh, I'm falling, hit the ground, didn't go, oh, my leg, my face, my nose, my chest, didn't say anything. She just died. Ain't no boost, no bulls, uh noise canceling that fucking, I ain't trying to hear it's that. A, it's an odd, odd story, man. Like I said, the investigation remains closed. That was all the information that I was able to get on the Tamala Horsford case. Mm-hmm. And I say that proudly because, like I said, I want to, again, um, um, Give a thank you to Laura over at the fall line because I've, I, I've, if you're listening to this podcast to learn about true crime, like, like learn, you know, about bruises and, you know, all proper terms and all, this isn't us. Nah. Right. But this case that I just did, I've given about as much information as you can get on Tamala Horsford. And I feel really good about that. So I wanted to say that usually yeah. after, after we do a story, we, we might both go. Yeah, so look it up if you if yeah. you want to get the real Court, details. And- I'm, I'm not I'm not doing no unless his the guy goes he smiles or something something crazy. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. do the court all those little, yeah, all, yeah, all the little details, none of that. But this is a story where I did a I got just about all the details you yeah. get on this case, right? So that that is the Tamala Horsford case. That is that's that's the nit the nitty the gritty and everything in between of Tamala Horsford. There might have been some small details that I left out, but that's this is what happened. And it's odd, but it's very well possible that it was just a freak accident that happened. But I can't feel comfortable with that because they didn't even they didn't even sniff at foul play. Yeah, they didn't even they didn't even write they didn't even like humor the family and just investigate it to write it off. They went these eleven people said she fell, she was only one smoking, she got drunk off tequila that night, and so it was an accident. So that's what happened. Case closed. And uh, so it was a really sad situation. I want to re- say rest in peace. Whatever happened to Tamla Horsford, she passed away and she was the mother of six kids and she had a husband and family that loved her. And, you know, she went to a party and she never went, she went back, she never went back home. Yeah. And kids never saw her again. That's, that's, that's I wouldn't even 12. do any type of drug or whatever at people. At people's, I don't that's what I'm know, saying. Like, like, that's what I'm, I would never do we, Xanax like, at like a, at a work party. Yeah. You know, that, this is, Maybe there was a more intimate relationship than work friends, but there, there, it would be like if you know 
you know, Sophie is she does little sports, right? Yeah. And then if one of those parents of the thing invited you to a cookout, and then you know they take you down to the basement, they go, "You want to smoke some peyote?" It's like I don't even. No, I'm cool, no. man. Let's go get some. Let's go get some glizzies. One, man. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Two, no, thank you. It's like no, nah, man. This kid's and here. I don't know you. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know you very well at all. Let's go back out and get some, get some hot dogs on the grill. You and don't know what's in it. A nun's laced with something. Some you know. Yeah, you know that oh, her peep, the people that know her well, are saying Tamla doesn't do drugs. Yeah, she smokes weed. She's Caribbean. She likes to smoke weed yeah. and she loves to drink. She can turn up with the best of them. But if there's anything else in her body, and this she this woman Terry Blanco told these investigators this before the toxicology report came back. Mm. And they go, yeah, well, there's really no evidence of that. I don't really think that it'll have anything other than weed and mar- weed and alcohol on her toxicology report. Then the toxicology report comes back. There's Xanax in her system, right? Mm. So you're telling me this woman came to this thing that she didn't really know people that well, got faded as fuck, accepted pills from them, and went out on the, de- on the balcony and fucking was smoking cigarettes and busting down the butts on the fucking railing and yeah. just tossing them. It just, it, it's fishy at the, it's fishy at the least. And uh, you know, maybe more to come to light. Maybe n- nothing will ever come to light in the case will remain closed. I don't, I don't, so, really, I don't really know, but uh, rest in peace to Tamla Horsford. That was my affirmative murder this week. Yeah, man, that was crazy. Big time. I've seen the, like, you know, like little, the picture, Articles right? of pictures and yeah, stuff yeah. Her or whatever, but I never knew the whole story, but that's only, the only part of the story I know was, she was at a sleepover with all these white people, and then she... All these white people. End of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said black people. I said black people? You said all these black people. Well, I don't know. you said it kind of fast. I don't know. But right, well, yes. Yeah. Okay, white people. The yeah, whole so. reason that the black community of social media really rallied around this was because it just looked so... It's like, oh, she's the only black person there, and they're having a sleepover, and she just died, and nobody knows what happened. She just died. She just... first At first, I think the first picture I ever saw said, like, she fell down the steps. Yeah. It was something vague like that. I was like, what? She fell down the steps, but she had all these different bru- bruises and everything. Anyway, like I said, rest in peace to Tamala Horsford. What we're going to do is um, we're going to get into these good vibes, man, because I really need them. Between this story and fucking the fucking dolls from hell, I need <laughs> to hear about some fucking good things that happen in the world. That's right, folks. It's time for another segment of Good Vibes. And with the way that COVID-19 is coming through this country on this second wave with everybody trying to have some fun, I decided I wanted to, you know, come through with some nice, you know, uh, sterile, clean, over the airwaves, good vibes to pick the spirits up and not risk anything over some hookah. Right. So uh, my Good Vibes story this week is about a bus driver who used the lockdown to go back to school and through the... um, encouragement of the of the students on the bus mm-hmm. he went and got his degree mm, right okay so uh though he grew up in tennessee and tried out for college uh for a while it wasn't until he moved to massachusetts and became dri- and, and began driving a school bus for uh for a bunch of teens uh that he became inspired to go back to the classroom for himself right mm. so clayton ward credits the students he was transporting uh to their uh Framingham High School for helping him rediscover his dreams of earning a college degree. Framingham High School? Framingham. Oh, okay. uh, Mr. Arrogant, okay? No, no. <laughs> you want to move there? Move to become the king of Framingham? Uh, <laughs> uh, Clayton said, I really enjoy working with, with kids, especially the high school students. And during the bus routes, we would chat about their classes. Uh, as a history buff, I would share lessons that I learned in school and 
talked a lot about academics. After several of their discussions, some of the students would tell me they wanted to be there, that they wanted me to be their teacher. I think they only said that because I was a different person than their regular teacher, educating them in a different way to pique their interests. Sometimes, some of the best, like most fun times I had in school was with like a really dope substitute, by the way. Like, yeah. You know, they just, they aren't, they aren't jaded. And being a kid who went to a bunch of public schools who weren't, you know, I went to some public schools that were had a lot of funding and stuff, but a lot of the public schools, teachers get there, they see a lot of kids drop out and just go through the cycle and they become kind of um, uninspired. Mm-hmm. But then you get a fresh-eyed dude, fresh-eyed teacher who knows hip-hop and it's fun yeah. and it's like, read the book like this. And, you know, it's like, oh, okay, cool. And then he never comes back again and then your same old boring teacher comes back yeah. and you go back to going to sleep in class, man. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, uh, although the kids said they wanted him to be a teacher, they, um, the small mention from those kids stuck with him and provided the motivation to complete the goal that he had started years before in another state. Like, he, mm-hmm. you know, it, until he moved to Massachusetts, he had tried to do school back home in Tennessee, gave up, moved to Massachusetts and then got re-inspired to go back. So it's never really too late is the yeah. message, right? Uh, he said, talking to the students on the school bus every day renewed his sense of passion for expanding and teaching young minds. He enrolled at Mass Bay Community College in May 2019 with the goal of earning his degree, transferring to a four-year institution, and someday teaching history to high school students. Mm. Which is, you know, what a crazy year to decide to become a teacher, too. Yeah. I mean, it's during quarantine, so he was aware that, like, I won't be in a classroom maybe anytime soon. Yeah. But he used this time, we all his free time, he used it positively, right? So um, Clayton worked full-time driving the school bus while attending classes full-time at Mass Bay. He focused on doing the best he could in all of his classes, and it paid off. He earned a spot on the dean's list every semester, mm. was inducted into the Phi Theta... Oh, he went all in. The, into the, Thi, in the Phi Theta Kappa National Honor Society and graduated with a perfect 4.0 average. Last month, he earned the All-Divisional Award for having the highest GPA in the, in the Humanities and Social Sciences Division and in the Liberal Arts Program. He said, It wasn't always easy... I would drive my route in the morning and afternoon, take a class in between shifts, and take night mm. classes and classes online to complete my degree requirements. Dang. I would think of those students in all the years I wanted to make this happen, and it helped me to focus my energy. He also said, many years ago, I, earned, I heard a quote from my former middle school, t- middle and high school band teacher, which helped me stay the course and get to where I am now. My teacher said, Discipline is not doing what you are supposed to, do, to supposed to be doing when everyone is watching. Discipline is what you do, what you're supposed to be doing when nobody is watching. Yeah, and uh, that's really that's a really powerful thing. I, I believe that as well. I mean, it's that's, that's why we talk about you know people giving away money and stuff on with the phone out and everything. Yeah. It's like your real character is just what you do when it's no cameras around nobody's looking open up there's nobody to show off in front of what are you doing that moment yeah you know because it's one thing to be in a car with a girl and give somebody homeless person hey 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 homeless man here's five dollars but just off the rip you see a homeless dude you go damn man it's hot outside hey man here's twenty dollars go get a bottle of water you know have a go get a meal and it's just you and you just did that because you wanted to do it not because like a homeless dude has a bucket and it's a person in the car and you don't want to look like a dick yeah you know so um, shout out to Clayton Ward, man. Uh, shout out to anybody who's going out and taking this time. I think it's a really weird time. 
but if you're taking this time to learn how to play the guitar, learn how to play an instrument, go back to school, pick up a hobby, work on a craft, start a business, a lot yeah. of that going on. People getting LLCs out the yin yang, yeah. starting online businesses, sewing masks. I love to see ingenuity, man. Yeah. That's what makes human beings so different than animals, man. Adapting, you know, and 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 right now it's a lot of people hard up, and I'm not saying you can just come up with some plan to make money and change things around in 2020, but it's possible. Get you a book, write down some ideas, and see what it takes to make those ideas come to reality, man. Yeah. It's, it's that simple. Maybe you won't have any ideas, but just even just trying, just trying is it, you, you, you'll never know what that could spark within you. Yeah. So that's my word to everybody, man. Just you take this time, even though we're kind of, it's looking like we're on the tail end. Because I got some news for you, friend. If everybody listening, they are not closing this shit back down. You know, I, I'm maybe some restaurants closed or whatever. But the president's like, look, man, we just got to live with this. And everybody's just gonna kind of try, gonna take that same kind of thing. It's like we can't do this to you, to the economy. So I don't care how much these numbers go back up. We ain't just going back in the house. It's I not think, happening. I feel like I think I, I was thinking about this the other day. I feel like everybody gonna have to get it. That's what this herd immunity <laughs> is. What we're all depending on, or the vaccine. But my point is, um, we had a lot. Of, there was a lot of time where we just people weren't working and yeah. all this kind of stuff. And I and I'm I respect people who took that time to just get ingenuitive man think outside the box try some new shit flip yeah. you know come up with a new thing a new hobby whatever i respect that because it was it was very easy for me to just be like all right well i'm gonna wake up and watch the office all day again today yeah you know that was very much the, what the last couple of months has been for me it's like yeah. okay um thankfully this podcast is is a saving grace for me because i enjoy doing the social media i enjoy just coming up brainstorming with ideas it allowed me to have a creative outlet yeah and so i respect anybody who went out and did something like that Anyway, yeah. that was my good vibe. Shout out to Clayton Ward and shout out to anybody who did made, made the most of their quarantine. Yeah. You know what's random? It's kind of random, but Please. you know the, um, what you were saying that it's discipline to do like the right thing when nobody's not looking? Yes. I, it's weird that all the drive throughs I've been through, like food drive throughs I've been through. Oh boy, I know where you're going. What? They, is it not open on the inside anymore? Is it, you, you're no, not that. Not oh, okay. okay. I'm just saying, all the, all the food drive throughs I've been through. Dunkin' Donuts is the only drive-thru that I've gone in, and four times somebody ahead of me bought my food. Oh, wow, that really? That never happened. That's, ha- that's been happening to you? Yeah, it never happens to me anywhere else but Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, wow. It's been done like four times in like the last two months. Wow. Crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, sometimes I may do the buy, sometimes I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're supposed to keep it passing. Yeah, you're supposed, like, you're supposed to start the, you're supposed yeah, to start the well, wave, man. Hey. And that person, that person trusted you. Some four different people trusted you. Like, oh, we're gonna start a movement today, and everybody's been buying food for the person yep. all day. It's Not been happening. Running in the frame. <laughs> you, you break. You you the dude that the wave starts at the game. You're like, nah, yeah, it ain't me. I'm not I was like, oh, up. beep, beep, thanks, man. I'm gone. I keep on going. I didn't even <laughs> take a sip out of your coffee. It's great. It's free. <laughs> Ew. Um. So my uh, good vibe this week. Um. Hold on, before you start, like it would be funny when you get on that chain, you you, you get the word, you get into the yeah. thing, and it's like, oh, the person behind you is five, it's five people, <laughs> it's five people in that, you yeah. know. Like, I just got a chicken sandwich and a drink, so yeah. that person it's like twenty five bucks. That person pays six dollars for me, right? And yeah. it's like, oh, you want to pay two? That'll be uh, fifty three dollars. And so I was like, oh shit, he bought. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, that person's buying lunch for the whole office. You're Too like, late oh, now. Mm, damn. Yeah, you just gotta. <laughs> I'm not the dude that takes the groceries back. <laughs> I'll just, you going you going to pay? Well, I'll, I'll negative a card, man. Oh, I, I can't man. do it. I'll just I'll just take the Maybe. hit. I'll try to fl- I just can't it's mortifying to I me. I think I think I might would. To I be think. like, "Okay, um, you got $100 They go, it'll be $130." You go, "Shit, uh, run it. Fuck it. You know, I'll, just, I'll run it." I don't know, man. I think I would too, though. 
I think I would just go ahead and go. I, okay, I'll just pay for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you can't be like, oh, um, never mind. I'm not paying for them. Never mind. 150 bucks at Dunkin' Donuts or something like that? Oh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying 150 <laughs> <I just, laughs> <laughs> At Dunkin' Donuts, if you spend like $30, you, you bought everything. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, yeah, no. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, so my uh, good vibe this week is what started as a lonely graduation day for a teen in Alabama has turned into a priceless opportunity to bond with his teacher. Now, that teacher is working to get the student a car that will get him started in his adult life. Oh, wow. So on Thursday, on Thursday, Bessemer City High School held, held its um, annual graduation ceremony. Dominique Moore was one of the teachers involved in coordinating the event. After the ceremony and had ended, Dom was cleaning up after the, fe- the festivities. Nearly everybody had left ce- to celebrate with friends and family, but one young man was still sitting there by himself. I know his moods, and I know it wasn't. I know he wasn't himself. Dom said. I asked him, "Where are your people?" And he was like, "Nobody's here." Not knowing what to say at first, the teacher told him, "I expect big things from you, and it's going to be okay." Mm. <clears throat> Dom assumed that someone would show up to eventually give him to give the graduate a ride home, yeah. but nobody did. When Dom offered to drive him, neither of the two had any idea that this would be more than just a ride home. So the teacher decided to take him out to eat at any restaurant of his choice. They ended up at the Cheesecake Factory and enjoyed a hearty meal and, and dessert to celebrate the graduate's achievements. At first, the two young at first the two were fighting back tears, but before long they were having a great time together. Dom never asked why the boy's family did not attend the ceremony, which is kind of different for me because I'd be like, you know what? What's going on? Yeah. But uh, what was important to him was that the young man felt appreciated for what he had accomplished. Right. Later that evening, Dom took to Facebook to share a photo and some some thoughts on the event. He said that he doesn't normally post, um, post about these situations as they were all too common in his profession but that something inside urged him to share his experience. And he shared his cash app, his cash app ID, for anyone who may want to be a blessing to this young man. So before long, generous people made many of many of them strangers had sent sent him five thousand in donations. Mm. Dom took the team to the open to open a bank now look, he said I'm, and I'm, the, the motherfuckers kept they kept camp they kept coming too. It says he, he sent more than five thousand. This, yeah, this is you. This is you. Sent more than five. So once I got <laughs> the five, I get I opened up an account. I gave him the five, and then because it's still coming now. The, now we're gonna tell this yeah. story. I mean, his, the, the cash app is more educator. That's the cash app. Now, if I'm putting five thousand on there specifically, the max amount don't <laughs> send no, no. It should be it should reject it as okay. It's not going to go through to donate more money. Because why? Because the limit is five thousand no, dollars. I'm saying because why? And what I should happened? get my fee for doing this. <laughs> what? Hey man, ain't nothing free. I didn't took him out to eat. <laughs> ain't nothing yeah, free. Man. Family come to his graduation or whatever this thing is. Okay. You did that out of the kindness of your heart. But I went on and 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 uh, went through the trouble of opening went on Facebook. Up a- <laughs> I went on Facebook. <laughs> advertised, advertised what was going on. Uh huh. The GoFundMe for that, five thousand fee. Five thousand dollars. I should get the fee of anything over five thousand. Yep. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, man. So Dom took to the team. Dom took the team to open up a bank account with the money, and also hoping to help him buy a car and save up to attend college one day. The baby. What? Oh, what? The baby. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> this baby need oh. needed a village. <laughs> I was like, this the baby, baby came. <laughs> this baby needed a village, and we are here. Um, Ash Norris commented on Dom's Facebook page. Mm. <clears throat> Another com- a commenter, Chip Dillard, volunteered to. 
volunteered to mentoring the young man, saying, I'm retired and I'm gladly to donate 20 hours per week. Not a, I'm not a boat you need to build. Yeah. I'm part of what if he doesn't <laughs> want to hang out with Tim Dillon? I'm right. <laughs> uh, I'm feeling amazed that so many people would, would bless him in the way they have. Um, so nine days after he started the fundraiser, which has undoubtedly raised more money since the first report. Absolutely. He has received a great deal of funds, which have been turned over to a financial advisor. Dang, how much money did he get? Yo, I'm telling you, once these things go viral, it's an, it's ridiculous amounts of money, man. Did you hear about the story? There was this Starbucks kid, this kid that works at Starbucks. He got cussed out or something for somebody not wanting to wear a mask. And somebody started to go. I don't even know if it's the kid. It could have just been a lie. Yeah. Somebody started to go find me like, hey, man, this barista at Starbucks got cussed out for telling somebody to, to wear a mask. Let's give him some tips like thirty thousand dollars or something wow. like that i mean it's like it's ridiculous I mean, everybody just goes and just gives five dollars and then hundreds of thousands of people do that and now you're in a situation where you it's just that fast you could be a bad guy like oh this money where's this money going yeah you know it's that fast it's like you gave me the money yeah now this dude has to like fucking get a financial advisor and like start a uh a, a, some kind of uh foundation yeah to help to help he has to start a boys and girls club because he wanted to do something nice and now he has a hundred thousand dollars yeah that's crazy. I would. I don't want it. I don't want the responsibility. That's why you'll never hear me on this platform go, yeah, yo, I started a thing for um underprivileged kids. I was like, tell me where to take my money so I can give it to the right channels. Yeah. Don't make me the channel because it's going to go bad. And I'm not trying to have people like, we need to see the financial records, Alvin. What are you doing with the money? It's like, I fucking, I don't know. I didn't know I was going to get $50,000 out of the blue. I don't know where to, I don't know where to send it. I put a down payment on this Lamborghini Yaris and just bought it. There you go. Take a picture of it. <laughs> you go to jail, man. You come and get canceled. You want to get canceled? That, go. You if you want to get canceled, fucking say you're doing something for some kids and get a GoFundMe going and then buy a fucking Lamborghini. If I put up fifty thousand dollars, and the, they give you hundred, and they give me hundred thousand dollars, that fifty thousand is going to me. I'm not creating. I'm not creating shit. I'm not creating no foundation or nothing. The fifty thousand dollars is going to the the Fran Foundation. That's where it's going. It's going to Franningham. <laughs> yep. Uh, so Dom hopes that the story will remain, will remind all of us what is truly important to give hope to those who are struggling. We take people and life for granted, even though we have, even though we have bad. In this moment, it shows that um, the making is good. So that was my um, the what? It says even the, though the making. The, I'm sorry, the man, <laughs> the mankind is good. Oh, I was like makey. <laughs> Tommy Pickles, <laughs> makey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so this is uh, my good vibe. They, they got a picture of him at the bank account. I mean, at the bank, opened up his bank account. Back in the Brinks truck. Up. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why they, uh, they got the picture, but they, they blurred the, the kid's face out. Yeah, because probably people trying to come hit him up for money. All, oh. them, parents, all them family members that didn't come to the thing. Yeah. And, yeah, you can't give it to my And the teacher, like a young guy, too. Like, like, oh, he's, he's not jaded by the being a teacher for 15 years yeah, and being like, oh, so. what's the point? Yeah, that's, those are the best teachers, those young, fresh, wide eyed. Yeah. Took him to the Cheesecake Factory. It's a little expensive for me, but the know. Cheesecake Factory? Yeah. I guess. I don't like Cheesecake Factory. Big ass menu. I like places that just keep it simple. That yeah. menu looks like a fucking Bible. Yeah. I don't like that. How you how you do how you do wontons and spaghetti? Like you come on, man. You, you can't One cook. Other? Yeah, you can't cook everything. That means a whole bunch of shit back there frozen. Yeah. Anyway, um <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was a great story. Uh it actually that you know, surprisingly that, that that um touched me in a way I wanted to I don't think I've ever shared this with you. <clears throat> I did a uh, a uh, career day okay. for a friend of mine. She's a teacher, and you know I was about to do that too. 
it was 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 um to be you yeah like me like like i was a table i was a table and they come and talk to me and ask me about my career and all that kind of stuff and they met all these kids really smart kids this that and and i met this kid his name was prosper right and his name was prosper his name was prosper i like the name it was it was he was a cool kid right so he he was honest he said look man i don't know i kind of fucked off you know he's cussing what's the What's the age? He was like he was like a senior. Okay. So he was like was six, 16, 17. Yeah, yeah, he was oh, like okay. 16, 17. And he was like, I kind of fucked off the first two years of school, man, but um I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to make it, man. Like my my dad is this, my mom's is this, my dad's alcoholic, mm. my mom is this. I just I don't want to I'm trying to be different, man. I'm working at uh Arby's right now. And I said, "What do you want to do?" He said, "I want to be an orthodontist, right?" So mm. I was like, it, it was a young, a young black kid. I mean, he, it was like black kids. It was he was like even though I'm you know I'm like ten years older than him. I ever am I, many years older than him, I am than him at this time. He reminded me of somebody we went to high school with, mm. just like a young black kid. You know, you know, taking Instagram pictures with the grill in their mouth, just 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 fun, yeah. just having a good time, right? But he goes, but he has so much recognition of like I'm in the middle of a cycle, and I don't I want to break it. Mm-hmm. I I want to go to school. Want to go become an orthodontist. I want to change my life around. And I had a really connected with this kid, man. And we had a really nice conversation. I told him about my job. He said he had heard about it from some cousins. I told him, look, man, if you have a, some, a way in, I highly recommend getting in. Um, it's, it's a blue collar job, but it's in a union. It's all that stuff, security, all this kind of stuff. But he said he wanted to be an orthodontist, right? And we just had a really cool conversation. It was raw. It was real. He was cussing, but not like not like angrily, but just being like, man, yeah. shit, man, you know, like I'm not trying to be working at Arby's my whole life, yeah. you know, all this kind of stuff, right? And I had a really good conversation with this kid, Prosper, and I never spoke to him again. And then like a year and a half after that, I got a call from my friend who was the teacher, and the kid died in a car accident. Mm. And I just cried, bro, because it was like, I'm, I only met him that one time, mm. but it was a kid... I saw like cousins and I saw so much in him of like, look, man, I know shit is, I live in a fucked up situation and I don't want to, I don't want to be 35 mm. and just have lived and just continue now. I'm just in this cycle that going to jail and getting out and all this kind of stuff. He fully recognized that. Mm. And he had all these aspirations to want to change and life just happened that fast, man. Yeah. And it just fucked me up for like that whole day. And that's, what was the, this? This was 2000. 15. Okay. This was like So, five. but the, 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 you said the teacher was a friend. The teacher was a friend. Oh, so she knew you, the connection I you knew had her. With... I knew her. But I'm saying she, did she, she knew the connection you had with him. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. well, okay. after the, afterwards, yeah. okay. I went into her classroom. Okay. I, she goes, did you, did you have a good time? I said, yeah, man, this kid prosper, man. He was, she goes, oh yeah, prosper, man. He's a, he's, he's a wild one, but he's a good kid. You know, yeah. we had that kind of talk and I, I was, we, you know, me and this, me and the girl who worked at is the teacher, we were friends. So mm-hmm. we would go to, you know, bars and all this kind of stuff. And every yeah. once in a while I'd go like, man, that kid prosper, man. I really had a good time doing that career day, man. I, I hope that kid's doing all right. And then she texted me like a year, maybe a year and a half after that and told me that. And I was just like, damn, man, life just is so precious, man. Yeah. It just comes so quick. So let people know how you feel. Be honest with people. Don't hold anything back and, and just Whatever it is you want to do, go do it, man. You yeah. can go back to school. You can, you know, reconnect with somebody that you lost touch with. You can travel. Maybe not right now, but yeah. like, it's a, if you want to do it, just go do it, man. Because that fast, man, that fast, it could just be done. Yeah, I know. I think about this all the time, 
if I don't if I don't get a chance to see a million dollars, drive a Lamborghini. These are all listen, 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 listen. Drive a Lamborghini and give my dad um a garage full of cars, I'll be mad as shit. See, but that's all like material yeah, stuff. Yeah, but man. that's not the point though. It's like, but you it's like my the point I'm getting to is people have so many dreams and want to do all this stuff. Absolutely. And then if that's your dream, I'm not trying to I'm yeah, not trying and to then, you know, and yeah. then you know, it doesn't matter what it, it that's just me personally. That has right, nothing right, right. to do yeah, with yeah. what he wanted to do. It is it's different for everybody. Right. But for me it's like a lot of stuff I want to do, if I don't get to do it for my dad, I'm be highly upset, even if, you know, I go, you know, whatever the case may be. Understandable. But it's just like you have so many dreams, aspirations and goals and then in a blink of an eye I can just be like completely wiped away. Absolutely. And that's the point I make. Yeah, no. And for it's sure. like yeah. That is it's super sad that that kid, he was a kid. Kid, man. And didn't like, I mean, even he graduated finish high, he, 19. I mean, it was, a, it was a year after he graduated. He, he, okay, so he did finish high school. Yeah, he finished high but, school, graduated, so he died at like 18. Yeah, man, that's that's rough, man. Yeah, man. That's, that's, that's rough. But that was real. I mean, I didn't, yeah, didn't want to bring anybody down, but that's what that story just, you never know what somebody's going through, right? Like, I mean, in my story, this guy's a bus driver. Everybody might get on th- Those kids could have got on the bus and been like, you, you, you drive a bus? Yeah. You know, but instead they go, man, we wish, we wish you were our teacher. Yeah. And this teacher could have gone, man, I'm the graduation or whatever this thing is almost over. I got somewhere to be. This kid, I don't know, somebody will come get him. I don't know. But he yeah. goes, no, nah, man, let me go see. You know, you just never know what somebody's going through. And you could really make a difference in somebody's life. And sometimes all people need is a hand to go on and do those great things that they could be meant to do. But it, tomorrow's not promised. So if you have any inclinations of doing those things, do them today, man. Just go and do them yeah. today. If you want to go ride a Lamborghini. Go buy a Lamborghini. If you want to go buy a Lamborghini, go buy a Lamborghini. You know, whatever it is that you want to do, try to lay the foundation yeah. today. Don't don't say yeah. I'll start that tomorrow because yeah. it's not promised, man. So that's my little tip: wear a mask. Um, you know, stop making these scenes. Don't be a Karen. I don't like that. That's becoming a fucking thing, yeah. but it is. It's like really a lot of people out there that are really mad about. Like store policy, <laughs> like, hey man, you can't wear a mask in this grocery store. You, I have a respiratory. I will just start breaking stuff, you know. Yeah. So just don't act like that. Just don't be that way, you know. It's it's a weird time. Never been in a really time like this in my life, and you just kind of just gotta adjust. I don't think it makes you a sheep to be concerned about not getting people sick. Um, anyway, I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner and true crime friend, So Evans, and we'll see you guys next week. Jesus. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.